0: Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Mistake
1: Good evening brothers and sisters of the leaf Coming to you live once again from the corner of No Hope It's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast Tonight the boys have a lot of fun Talking their way through the brand spanking new Netflix apocalyptic sci-fi thriller That is Rim of the World While drinking a cosmic shit ton of Save the World beers Paired with the exceptional La Meridiana Cigar From Villiger Cigars So sit back folks Light them up and enjoy the show So, uh, if you boys will remember, which is a big if as much as you two like to drink, uh, way back, <laughs> yeah. the proof is in the potato. Uh, I, I'm
2: not arguing. I'm not arguing.
1: If you're watching this on YouTube, there's literally nowhere to put anything on this table. There's so many goddamn drinks. Uh, you, you two are the drinkers. I should stress that. I mentioned back on episode ninety-one, a uh, news article in the Daily Mail. Remember where Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner chugged a beer on the jumbotron at a Which hockey game? Which one's that? The, the red-haired red Stark oh. daughter. Remember? No, not and
0: like Sophie.
1: Remember the Sansa Stark? They cut to her on the, the North. on the jumbotron. Yeah. I think it was actually a glass of wine she chugged. Yeah. Uh, and everybody just went nuts. But it was on a Tuesday night. She did it, and then she like did my patented stroke around the mouth and I'm like she's, sh- she's got to be a fan of the show okay chugging doing my move on a Tuesday night sure uh, let's roll with that so if you remember then the crowd went nuts uh, so then I proceeded to as I often do here on the show chug a beer to remind the young lady who did it first and who does it best put her in her place not put her in her place I was proud of her she seems like a cool, you- cool chick is that the same as mansplaining a chug? Yeah, the minute I said I put her in her place, I'm, like, I'm going to get in trouble with that one. She has no place. Her place is right here, equal with us. Uh, maybe more so. You just mansplained a chug. Maybe more so. Uh, no, she she took chugging out in the mainstream, and that should be applauded. Um, anywho, does that ring any bells? Remember it that? does. Remember, yes. that, remember that story? Yeah. Okay, it wasn't too long ago. Well, the other day I'm skimming once again over the Daily Mail news over my morning oatmeal and coffee. When I come across this glorious headline, Green Bay Packers star Aaron Rodgers fails to chug an entire beer at NBA game. <laughs> How awesome is that headline? (laughs) And I'm not just saying that as a diehard, lifelong Chicago Bears fan. I swear. There's
2: part of you you that is.
1: Everyone and their kid knows Aaron Rodgers is an overrated asswipe and one of the biggest chumps in sports. (laughs) That's not just me. That's common knowledge. Uh, So here's some highlights from the greatest article ever written about anything. At Thursday's Milwaukee Bucks playoff game, Pat... Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was challenged to chug a beer by teammate David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, yeah. Bakhtiari. Uh, He was sitting on the other side of the basketball court. The Jumbotron went to him. He had two beers. (laughs) Chugged both of them. Pointed across to Aaron Rodgers. So then the Jumbotron camera goes over to Aaron Rodgers. As he's drinking it, he's not chugging, he's drinking it. He realizes he couldn't match the 311-pound Bakhtiari.
2: I was about to say. Come so on. Rogers
1: put one finger up in the air to buy more time. Uh, <laughs> i been working on it. Before conceding defeat, he couldn't drink a stadium beer in a plastic cup. Fans watching the jumbotron immediately began jeering Rogers. Keep in mind, this is his home state. This is Wisconsin. Perhaps because Milwaukee is so closely identified with the Blatt's, Pabst, Schlitz, and Miller Breweries. Beer is yeah, you life know, to these people.
2: Regular, common, Midwestern folk.
1: Well, later. Oh, I
2: just said folk, and I hate using that word.
1: Later, Milwaukee Brewers star and reigning National League MVP Christian Yellick was seen on the scoreboard easily chugging entire beer <laughs> down with Bakhtari. He went and sat down next to him and chugged yeah. a beer just to rub it in Pussy Rogers' face. That is kind of awesome. Oh, it gets better. Upon seeing this, upon seeing because the video kind of went viral, Aaron Rodgers... Cades in heaven. The video went viral because, you know, Aaron Rodgers can't do what any man should, by law, have to be able to do. <laughs> Kelly Stafford, wife of Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, who's another one of our, you know, rivals, but I'm also a Lions fan posted a video of her husband, Texas boy, Matthew Stafford, easily chugging Texas a boy, beer think, in their kitchen.
2: I thought you were going to say that she,
1: she was... I bet she could have. I bet she could have. Oh, that would be great. She wouldn't put keg, up one like finger. an oil can, just... I, I, when i mean your face, I was like, he totally thinks she chugged it. <laughs> uh, no, she filmed her husband easily downing a beer. He's a Texas boy. He lives up there by a uh, doctor. He's, I think he's like a, yeah, a Plano kid or yeah. something. So anyway... As I did with our young Game of Thrones princess. And now I'm going to do with this schmuck, this putz, this sled dog, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to show him how it's done, boys. Detecting notes of animosity. Okay. You show him. You show him. You show him. Beer
2: number one. You show that guy. Aaron's got nothing. Aaron, Aaron could tug better than this.
1: Aaron could, Aaron could totally chug beer. this. Wait, I'm, oh,
2: he's I'm 20, waiting for that you finger. He might need it. more time. Oh, wait, wait,
3: That's the beer number one.
1: <sighs> one beer down. Yeah. Did you see my finger go up at any point? No. Right now. No. Your finger's up right now. Oh, no. That didn't count. Oh, pinky finger. That's worse. <laughs> that pinky finger, we can edit that out in post. <laughs> do you think Bakhtiari would do a second one? <laughs> I mean, he did Bakhti- do a second one. Oh, yeah. I think Bakhtiari actually just stands for beer chugger. So, wait. Hey, I guess technically I need to do three of these. No, yeah, you do. Oh, shit. Number two. <laughs>
2: Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers beat your Bears in the second half by scoring 40 points. And he did it. Oh, with the, uh you want me to narrate the? Yeah. He did. And Kane does his signature mustache swipe after beer chugging.
1: <sighs> How hard is that?
2: Sansa Stark is proud of you.
1: You know who else is proud of me? That fucking Green Bay coach that they got rid of because Aaron Rodgers was... McCarthy. a McCarthy? McCarthy. He's watching this right now like, hell yeah. <laughs> I got blamed for Aaron Rodgers being the most overrated chump. I'm sorry. They, everybody says he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's won one Super Bowl, and that's it. Dude, he beat the Bears last
2: season on one leg in one half. You don't see all that. Y'all spotted him 40-something points in the first half, and he came back and scored 40 more...
1: On one leg after you roughed him up. You're going to see an article in the Daily Mail tomorrow where local podcaster <laughs> chug, I mean, chugs a giant triple bottle over... Uh, I mean,
2: the guy's a douchebag. I'm not, not debating that,
1: but... He's I'm, not gonna very, be, I'm not even going to get into his family situation with him very, and his parents. He's a very skilled quarterback. I left that out on purpose. Who knows what the real story is there. I, I didn't go personal. Well, but I guess I, I kind of did. did when I called him an asswipe. And, yeah, <laughs> and a pussy. Let's not start speaking and... disparaging remarks about his lineage. I think I even called him a sled dog. <laughs> yeah, you <he> did. <laughs> not even sure what that means. I'm not it either. Maybe laugh. sounded good. Welcome, everybody. Uh, now that the important business is taken care of. And I, you know what? You're right. That 311-pound lineman did, too. I should have done three just to, like, reigning champion. <laughs> Maybe later I'll check By it By the way,
2: we just lost the entire state of Wisconsin for a... Uh, the podcast.
1: Hey man, that's the price I'm willing to pay for telling the truth. I call it like it is. And I actually, I, like I, I have very close friends in Wisconsin. It's a great place. They're just, you know. It's kind of like America. Don't it, judge us by our president. We're all pretty good people. It's, I'm not going to judge a whole state by that douchebag. Nor should you. Uh, we're Welcome everybody. Uh, episode 97. 97. Here 97. We go. Marching on. Three more to go, baby. Marching oh. on. Well, if we get through this one. Uh do 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 Yep, yep, yep well, no. what, what was that? No Last episode we started doing the Mind no. the Vi- The Phil Collins Yeah, that was last episode In the air tonight Yeah Do-do-do-do-do-do-do do yep. we are not doing that anymore? We're no not doing anymore. Okay uh, Should have probably talked about that before the show no? Wait a minute, I'm sorry. <laughs> he likes it now. I'm
2: no, sorry, I it couldn't, it couldn't help me. He just wanted to do it.
1: As we do every episode tonight, folks, we're going to pair a premium cigar, actually two if time permitting, with some booze and a movie, and I couldn't possibly be more excited. And drunk. You know, I should have thought out chugging those two beers. Sign our motherfuckers, we're out of here. <laughs> Let's go to bed. It's That's early. a new record? Hey. Uh, people have been saying, do it. <laughs> Speed that shit up. We're done.
3: Uh, I think no. you went to extremes, man. <laughs> we're not
1: yeah, we're not done. Um so yeah, that's what we do and we're going to uh, start right now. Um I'm very excited. The first cigar, La Meridiana. Meridiana? Meridiana. M E R I D I A N A.
2: I can't see the gold filaments blinding me.
1: Look on your worksheet. It's right there at the top.
2: Oh, there we go. La Meridiana.
1: Meridiana by Villager Cigars. La
2: Meridiana.
1: Meridiana. Um, It is a 6x54 box press Toro, uh, Nicaraguan Puro, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it, and I'm going to tell you why it fits in with tonight's uh, show. Tell us. Tell us. Meridiana is Spanish for Meridian which is a line of longitude on a map connecting north and south poles, the rims of the world. Huh? Ah. Huh? They are also using the designation, mm-hmm. if you look on the, 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 there's a band on the foot of the cigar. i should've stopped not the poles of the world. Just, just stop. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's the best I could do with the resources <laughs> I have available to me at the moment. And on the foot band there it says El Mundo de Tobacco. Which translates to the world of tobacco. Huh? World? Our movie has the word world in it? And
2: it it was also on the rim of the world.
1: It was on the rim of the cigar.
2: That's right.
1: This is pairing at its finest, boys. (laughs) La Meridiana is an old Cuban brand once owned by the Havana Tobacco Company, an American business that consolidated much of the Cuban cigar industry during the early part of the 20th century. Originally, La Meridiana was owned by Cuban cigar maker Pedro uh, Marias but the brand disappeared after Fidel Castro nationalized Cuba's cigar industry uh, so Villiger's bringing the brand back it's made at the, get this Fabrica de Hoya de Nicaragua
3: Whoa. one of our favorite
1: factories All right. in uh, Esteli. According to the company the wrappers aged for approximately four years to attain a certain flavor but also a particular color It is a very nice, light milk chocolate brown. I was going to say. It's got a very decorative gold and orange band, a little bit of red in there. If you look, though, it looks like two bands, but that's just a a brown uh, colored kind of stripe between the two. That's Um, the
3: meridian.
1: That's the meridian. Uh, Feel between your fingers. It's a very silky... um, very silky wrapper between the fingers. I like the feel of it. Um, we don't know what regions of Nicaragua this is coming out of, any component of it. Um, but it's a good-looking cigar, and I just can't. It, it does feel very. It's kind of got that velvet kind of feeling between the fingers if you kind of rub it a little bit. Tight over on the cold draw. What are you getting? Cocoa powder on the cold draw. Cocoa powder. Oh, That's you- what I was getting. Or just, just the smell. Okay.
2: I was kind of excited about that. Normally just, it's like, it, oh, you know, I've got hay, I've got some grass. Yeah. And a no, little bit of bone Cocoa yard. powder,
1: man. Yeah, that's it's a, a, just a, a leather and, a, and, and cocoa. Leather smell? Yes. You're going to let on the nose? I think that's, yeah. a,
2: that's a fine smelling cigar. It really is. I noticed yeah. that when you lit up for pictures, I was just yeah. like, that's...
1: So aroma we're liking. That's a good did you
2: get cigar the, smell. Did you get leather on the smell of the cigar? I haven't gotten the leather on. No, but I'm I'm not a good smeller. <laughs> hey, man.
3: It's okay. It's okay. It's
1: okay. Alright. Um, That's why I'm gonna rate this. <laughs> I, it does have a nice aroma. It has a really, it really nice does. aroma. Alright, well, dude, you guys are in sync tonight. You both got cocoa powder. You got leather on the smelling off the, off the leaf. I did get a little bit of the letter as well earlier when we are doing pictures. Um, yeah, I like that. And I like the feel. You're right. Silky on that feel. It's got a really silky... Uh, velvet. Velvet. What is that? Velvet? Velvet. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what we're smoking. First up, I'm not going to mention the second cigar in case we blaze through this movie and we don't get time. Take your time with the cigars. If we have time, it's a short cigar, the second one. If we get to it, we get to it. If we don't, we don't. Um you guys light up, or t- you light up, Yaks? Tell me about this wonderful beer. As always, I am going to ask you... Well, one first. One. Um, the manufacturer of tonight's cigar, Villager, uh, sent us this bottle that they, I'm assuming, thought would pair well with tonight's cigar. Why else would they send it with tonight's cigar? Uh... Can you tell us anything about this? We've never featured anything quite like this on the show before. The Grand Imperial Orange Liqueur. 1804, I believe. 1804. Um, It is a delicate blend of fine cognac uh, from the uh, best-growing areas, infused with the distilled wild tropical oranges, orange essence, and other special ingredients. Uh, from France. French. French. wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh. Um, it is uh, suggested for an uh, uh, after-dinner drink or to be mixed in I can a see it. Uh, cocktail? I can certainly see it as an after-dinner drink. But uh, um, if you smell it, it smells like Orange High Sea you get at McDonald's. <laughs> it does, really. I mean... And they said, oh, it's it's got some orange (laughs) essence in it. You fact, a couple of drops. No, no, it's orange juice. It's orange. It's just clear. (laughs) It tastes like orange. I mean, it it actually tastes a little bit like orange high C from McDonald's. Yeah. With some liquor in it. Liqueur. It is considered liqueur. It is considered. Okay. I'm not a big cognac drinker. I'm not a little cognac drinker. I, I don't drink cognac. I have had cognac. Uh... Okay, I mean it's very sweet. That you know, it's not bad. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that, but it is, it is sweet. It's really sweet, and that's just not normally something that I it go is. to. It uh, is. Perhaps they were thinking the sweetness might, might bring something out of the cigar. Well,
2: no, I think it just killed something. There was a note, uh, there was a note that I was actually getting, and I was, quite, I'm, I was trying to, one chase it down. Two, I was enjoying it. And then that
1: cognac just blasted. Well, don't drink that cognac anymore. Um, But again, it's like one of those chocolate oranges or something. Speaking of which, I do have one more gift from Billiger. Remind me on our next break, I'm gonna surprise you boys with something. (gasps) What could it be? You just gave a big clue, but to be continued. To be continued. Chocolate covered oranges. To be continued. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I can. It's in a box. box. I don't. Any more of those Miami shots. It is in a box. Miami <laughs> shots. What's box? What's in the box? No more Miami. Oh, are we still doing the Miami shots? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No. I'm so sorry. I got some more. Uh, no, no more Miami shots. My my doctor was very specific about that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, it was a very nice gesture, and I and you know I I could see maybe if I wasn't looking to go out and if I was just looking to si- I, I'm not a sipper, I'm a drinker. So if I was looking to sit out on the deck and sip something...
2: I'm a sipper, and it's not... It's not terrible.
1: It's not terrible, but I, I just think it's too overwhelming for, for... It's very... For the cigar.
2: It's very in your face.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sip of my beer, actually, to cleanse my... I'm going to take a sip of this triple beer loaded with flavor to wash out the <laughs> flavor of the... Well, I, I mean, I could definitely say, you know, if I was going to have, you know, like, with... Was paired right with like a specific dessert. I think that would be really good. Yeah. Great. So. Oh yeah.
2: Actually, I'm 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 trying not to be... carrot
1: cake. You pair that with a good slice of carrot cake, you're in business. Tiramisu. Oh my mm, god, that tiramisu.
2: would be pretty damn good. Yeah. that talking. would be really good. Yeah,
1: that would be good. Um, do you, do you, uh, were you able to re- no, regain? it's gone. It, okay, you'll get it back. You'll get it back. Well, Yaks, let's then, this is a fantastic orange-flavored cigar. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the first, we have three beers we're going to be drinking tonight. Three? From the same beers. brewery. Uh, tell us a little bit about the brewery and a little bit about the first beer we're we're doing. All right. The brewery. Save the world brewing. Cool. I asked I ask so much of Yaks tonight. <laughs> all right, I got to do this French thing you got to do. Oh, and all right, what's the beer? Well, we got three. Three. Save the World Brewing, founded uh, and and started brewing in 2012, which was supposed to be the date of the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the
2: Aztec calendar.
1: Correct. So they wanted to save the world, and they figured we could do that by producing alcohol. Yes, you can. This solves so many problems. It absolutely does. And if the end of the world's coming, you want to be pretty loaded. Yes. But not only that, the husband and wife team that started it were physicians. Really? Really? And they gave up practicing medicine to make beer. So would you say these are doctor approved?
0: Yes, it is.
1: So this is all I can drink from now on. It's Winner. medicine. This is medicine. Winner. And it's like religious medicine. Correct. It's even better. Uh, uh, Dave, and I'm going to pronounce, uh, I believe it's like Quinn. How do you spell uh, it? Q-U-Y-N-H. Quinn. Quinn. Sure. Okay. Quinn Rathcamp. Uh, They swapped their uh, jobs as physicians to open America's first 100% philanthropic production craft brewery. All profits go to charity, and or various charities. Which charities? Uh, Actually, you can check out their website. I mean, it's a long list. We it's should have done that probably before the show. I was about to say, is it crazy charities? They're not like no, no. They're they're God you know, like God hates fags, dudes. Are they? No. Okay. It, okay. You know, it, it's uh TNCs <laughs> med- medical of beer charity. And you and know, endorses uh things you heard of, Habitat for Humanity, uh, things of that right. nature. So. Right. Yeah, Jimmy Carter stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, I can wait. I could endorse before that. Jimmy Carter. I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Libtard. Actually, <laughs> Jesus beer. I'm out. Building homes. Hey, we we got it. You know. I can't say a lot that I approve of Jimmy Carter, but it was under his presidency that changed the law to allow home brewing, which allowed, which led to the craft Revolution. Yeah. And that old fucker's still out building houses for Habitat. He, he's still out there building houses with Habitat for Humanity. I think he just does that because he can't remember where he lives. <laughs> he's kind of confused.
2: I don't care. I'm going to say I'm pro pro-Jimmy Carter now. Look at him. I nail- didn't know about the beer stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Nineteen
1: seventy eight. Look at him nailing down those shingles. Way to go. America well, is he, in He's in laying a- them down as flooring. Oh. Just just he's an ex president America just what is
2: in a time of malaise and therefore I have passed the craft beer
1: revolution. I never realized he could do it. I think really? it just probably happened under his tenure. He probably never commented on no, it. I also never knew Tucker actually you did. do a you think you think so? Jimmy Carter impression. I bet Jimmy Carter. The Jimmy Carter impression was not bad. Yeah.
2: yeah, I bet Jimmy Carter likes beer.
1: Do we yeah. think so?
2: No. He's <laughs> really <probably laughs> old. He's lived <laughs> like a... a, a th- Are
1: you going to tell us to turn down a the thermostat and start wearing sweaters? <laughs> Get out! I bet he likes boost. Hell out of here. He likes some boost. Okay, uh, so all their profits go to good stuff. Yes. Uh, there is a, uh, a cross... Um, kind of a Celtic cross on their their logo here um, well they I mean it they are you know religious but they're not really like it's not that they're promoting that per se that's just in their own right. thing but I mean the beer comes first the beer comes first uh, and we are starting they with put the, Jesus first uh, once again they write, they write everything in Latin so I'm not oh, exact names <laughs> of these beers I'm so sorry <laughs> Uh... Princeps Passus, which actually stands for the Prince of Peace. Dang, not bad. It's Prince of Peace. It is a triple, and this is their spin on uh, the monastic triple ale. Uh, Three different greens combined with three different hops to create what, uh, as they say, to create a delightful balance of floral hops, lightly sweet malt spice, and hints of citrus fruits. I'm getting the malt and the spice.
2: I get far more malt and spice. The citrus
1: is way subdued. Citrus and the Dude. hops uh, are secondary. I'm getting this a lot of malt and spice. This is, of course, has a spice. triple. I mean, it does come in as a little bit of a powerhouse, 8.7% ABV. I'm liking it. But it's only got about 25 IBU. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Boy, hops uh, are on the back burner. I don't know if I can get any citrus. No, not really. You're not getting any citrus. How could you? Uh, it's being warm. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. orange. Well, you're getting some orange. Is actually that, is that uh, I'm getting an entire bushel of oranges. It's not.
2: It's not like the uh, the Canadian Dendidies, uh the Lemons uh, that we've had the, yeah. those type of triples because those have those featured heavy on the coriander and the citrus on it. Spice and citrus. Or the floral, oh, the florals. This is more heavy on that spice. In uh, the malt. And the malt coming up. I, I like, really like it. I, I like it. There's really so a, there's a slight
1: like. citrus, but it's not. Yeah,
2: it's not. It's not anywhere yeah, as pre- and I, and prevalent. And I want to peg it as
1: maybe a grapefruit. Maybe. Maybe I'm not getting any floral. Like I said, I, I would classify it as having a citrus no. flavor. I mean, it no could floral. be anything. I mean, it's not strong enough. But other than just having that citrus. Well, first of all, I'm
2: a I'm a fan of Triples. I really like them. Me too. Uh, and I most Triples that I do have got a nice little malt body to them, but they do have a heavy citrus coriander type deal. And this is a little. This is like a different shade of Triple. I like it. I don't know exactly how it's... I mean, I'm sure there's like a Belgian beer manufacturer going, that is not a triple, or however it, they talk. I don't think they well, talk they like that they said it is a delightful spin
1: on the oh, it's a very delightful spin on the... Uh, His uh, Belgium guy kind of sounds a little bit like a slowed-down Jimmy Carter guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Yeah, I do like it. I like um, it and I'm not a real multi beer. Malts kind of tend to go sideways on me. But that combination of the malts, I gotta try. No, I like it. The malts and the spice work. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. And you know, it's a. It comes in this big ass 750 milliliter bottle. But as you said prior to the filming, it's okay, if this is on the table while triples are supposed to be a little it, bit warmer. A little bit warmer. well, what is r- referred to as a uh, cellar temperature. Which I mean, that can be in the in the fifty to sixty degree range. We don't right. have sellers in Texas, so we're just going to wing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'd have to go down like really deep for us to get to those temperatures. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, that's like a you know a lot of times uh, you know Guinness is preferably warm to me. Oh yeah. Once I once I actually learned that you know if you heat it up, some of the, it it changes the profile of the beer. I'd sometimes like let beers warm up just to kind of try to see what they are. Uh, there was a beer that I tried at your pub, uh, Santa Fe. Uh, it was a stout. It was an imperial stout. Oh, um, by Santa Fe Brewing. The imperial Java stout. And, yes, the Java stout. And if you let that sucker warm up a little bit, it it just blossoms. It's a really good beer. Well, you yeah, know, so well, I'm kind of curious to see to what forget, this. I mean, this does you know
1: because of the the such long time just pushing for light beer and and things like that. I mean, you all know the effect of of letting your uh, light beer sit out for you know thirty minutes. Everyone goes, ah, it tastes horrible. Yeah, because it's supposed to be served ice cold. Yeah. I mean, Yeti has made billions on keeping your shitty ass beer cold. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) true. (laughs) It's a whole business model. How do we keep those shitty ass beers cold?
2: Actually, their beer their business model is: let's build a cooler I can stand and fish on. That's actually where the impetus of the idea for Yeti came. Do we
0: want to be light and portable?
1: No. (laughs) We want to cost $500. But I can stand on it in a boat. But we'll give these yo-yos a sticker that says Yeti they can put on their truck so people know they bought it. Smart. Dude, I, I have followed the
2: Yeti company and... They are marketing wizards. Yeah. Not only marketing wizards, they're fucking scaling wizards in terms of business. Anyway, this is not a business podcast, but uh, (laughs)
1: anyway, they're they're very intelligent guys. Nobody's not like it. Um, So we're we're getting malts, we're getting spice, and we're going to just keep drinking it and see how it changes with the temperature changing. Um, You know, it's comfortable in here in the corner of No Hope for now. Um, Let's revisit it here in a little bit. Before we move on, uh, you've all had a chance to light up the cigars. I am getting. And I'm not just saying this because it came out of Hoya de Nicaragua, but I'm getting that min- Nicaraguan mineral earth that is so I so associate mm-hmm. with the Entano yeah. uh, from Hoya de Nicaragua. That mineral earth on the draw is 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 very present for me. It's got a wonderful draw. Yes. I'm not it, yes the draw and the construction so
2: far are very very nice. I'm not quite as deep in it as you are so. I'm not getting the, the heavy mineral, but I'm just getting just a really heavy
1: leather. I mean, it's getting just leather? a... You uh, getting leather, yes? No. The,
3: that leather that no, I was picking the up, aroma? just
1: on the aroma, but I mean, that I'm definitely picking up that mineral. The mineral on the earth. Me yeah. too. And I am getting a, a nice uh, medium. You're wrong. I am getting a nice medium burn on the nose on the retro hail. Uh, it's not strong. It's not overpowering. Yeah. But uh, after a good draw, I'm getting a nice little burn. Uh, okay. I'm sure if I drink more orange liqueur, it'll change. <laughs> I'm getting a nice little pepper, a uh, nice little black pepper on the nose. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'm going to come back to it. So we got the beer, we got the liqueur, we've got the cigar. That's one of many beers. One of many beers. Uh, We're just missing the last component, the film. Oh, that's right. Tonight's film, hot off the press. This thing dropped on Memorial Day weekend, which we're filming the week right after it. Uh, Tut, you're welcome. Not only for you want to do new movies, you like doing new stuff. Yeah. Um, But boy this movie had Tut written all over it
3: <laughs> you gotta do it
1: I was so hesitant <laughs> this, not had, lying, this is not me I am absolutely surprised that you picked this this is not me well they had the world stuff we had the world cigar what the hell else am I gonna do And i like to see Tut happy we're friends I'm not like that ah. dick Aaron Rodgers who likes to fuck everybody <laughs> over uh, I'm Matt Cage. I care about you guys. I'm just gonna start keeping score because we're gonna hear a lot
0: more about that later on.
1: <laughs> uh, tonight's movie, Netflix's Rim of the World, which I'm sorry is a horrible name for a movie.
0: It really is. Why?
1: Don't you when you think rim, you think rim jobs? Yes, I do. It's a bad name for a movie. I never once thought rim job in this. What about save the world, like the beer or? Anything except anything, with anything rim, rim that would in have it. been giving you a little bit more explanation towards the movie. Like they could have called that camp anything. Anything camp Kawahia. That would have been camp adventure. Would have been a great movie name for this movie. These kids going on an adventure. Camp adventure. Adventure of a lifetime. Adventure of a lifetime. There you go. No rim job of the. I'm sorry. Rim of the world. <laughs> 2019. I'm telling. We've never done a movie this. Actually, we did Terminator when it came out in the theater, and we went and just...
2: Yeah, bl- next week, boom.
1: But Expendables, we did the same thing. This might actually be quicker. Can, can No, Expendables we didn't, actually. There was a little bit did. of lag there, yeah. A little yeah. bit of lag? Can we watch, uh, Terminator? Can we watch Terminator now? Uh, it's coming out in November, I believe. Yeah, it's too far away. Dun, 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 we're we're dun, dun. doing... Tune in, folks. Dun, dun, we are going to be dun, doing... That's
3: all I want to hear right now. Tut there. and dun, I dun, were talking dun, dun, before the dun, show.
1: Dun. We will be doing the new Terminator movie this year and the new Rambo movie this dun, year. Those are happening. Do 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 do. Oh wait, no, no, no. that's that's, that's, that's uh, not, the wrong, that's wrong not beat. Terminator. I'm sorry. All right, rim of the world. Just light him on fire. Bring out. <laughs> uh, written by Zach Stentz, who was one of the co-writers of the first Thor movie, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. I liked it. And he wrote several episodes of TV's The Flash, which I'm a huge like fan it. of. Yeah. Yes, I love The Flash. Maybe one of my favorite TV shows. I like Flash. I like Supergirl. Those are my two go-to uh, superhero TV shows. Uh, but he has been recently announced as the screenwriter of the upcoming Big Trouble in Little China remake. Uh oh! So you can imagine how I feel about that news. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll revisit that at the end of the movie. I'll be like, hey, do you guys think this guy has the chops to write a Big Trouble in Little China movie? Don't answer now. Well, I'm going to. You can't and stop me. So that's the writer, and tonight's film is directed by a guy who goes by McG. I'm sorry, you gotta go by go by something else. M, big M, little C, big G, McGee. What are you, seventeen? Uh, he directed the two Charlie's Angels movies, and he directed Terminator Salvation, the by far worst entry in the Terminator okay. series.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Because uh.
2: The cinematographer on this is one of my favorite cinematographers, uh, Shane Hurlbut, uh, ASC. Uh, of course. He was also the cinematographer on uh, Salvation. Salvation. Okay. Uh, also um, a movie I like, Drumline, about band geeks from okay. uh, Atlanta. A&T. Uh,
1: I will say this, Majee- I think he was also the one that Christian Bale yelled at. Well, if he was on Salvation, yes, that he is the one that got yelled at. Come on, man! Oh, that's rich.
2: Oh, jeez. Good job! Good job!
1: Yeah, I think that was Shane. I okay, but so he, he he's this DP on this movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, McGee also—I just dawned on me—he directed another Netflix movie that came out a year or two ago, *The Babysitter*, which the doctor reviewed. The doctor reviewed for it. our yeah. website. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so go doctor to liked our, it. go to our website right. and check out some things about it. He he dug, but I guess McGee is is in good with the Netflix people. Um, well, first of all, hey, I like my I name's. Mean, Matt Cade? Could you guys start calling me McSee? McSee?
2: No. Yeah. No? Uh, well, first yeah. of all, I, I like the fact that he's doing it. I, I like the fact that Netflix is getting you know higher profile directors to do Netflix. I mean, straight... Wait, do we call them straight to Netflix? Mm-hmm. It's not a derogatory thing. I think that's or basically or how, how distribu- Netflix
0: produced.
2: Yeah, Netflix. I think sure. that's how produ- uh, production is or distribution is going to go. They're in they're the putting a lot of
1: money. their uh, Their goal is all original stuff, man. And you know, it's going to be funny.
2: Steven Spielberg is going to be eighty something years old, and he's going to bitch about it. Oh, but he, I guarantee you, he will do a
1: Netflix. You film. think so? I guarantee. I mean, it. Scorsese's directing the The Irishman, which they is going to be a it's, Netflix. Movie you know, just I mean, in general, you know, things change. Backsides on everything can change. Distribution models can change. Exactly. The way people view things. They still, we all still want to watch movies. Yeah, not McG movies, but <laughs> other movies. Until we have to go to the Netflix-sponsored McG channel.
3: Um, <laughs>
1: I never saw any of those Charlie's Angels movies with Drew Barrymore in it. I saw the first one. The first, first one, was one was fun. The Which one was with was, Demi Moore in it? Was that the second that one? That was the second, second one. one. Yeah, no. no, I never saw that one. I
2: it's just, not good. I, I it's just, just a rehash. A, it's just an exact copy
1: of the first Bill one. Bill Murray was Charlie in the Charlie, first one, right? Yeah. And then Bernie Mac was Charlie in the second one? Yeah. No, no, I thought, wait. Yeah, he was. Was he Charlie or was he the other guy? No, it was Charlie. I think it was Charlie. Yeah, it was Bosley. 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 That's, That's it. who they were. The guy, Bosley. the intermediary hey, between you. Charlie yeah. and the girls. That's right. I Bernie never saw McElroy. it, and I know the answer. Good what? job, Cody. Mic- McSee. It's been no. some time. I only saw it once, and i never... Do, 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 do you guys think McSee is going to catch on by the end of the night? No. Maybe. Well, what if I, what if I, this thing, maybe. What if I chugged that entire bottle of orange French liqueur? I'm not, not calling you McSee. Would I be McSee then? <laughs> no, I'm going to call you McUpchuck. Call me an asshole. <laughs> that's drunk You start drinking that. Yeah, that finger's going to go up because you only get about halfway. All right. In a second. Oh, if I do the Aaron Rodgers finger when oh. I'm chugging the French liqueur, that's even worse. <laughs> Look at him. He can't drink that French orange juice. Just a minute. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Okay. Uh, well, we start off things in outer space. As a humongous alien mothership cruises towards Earth, this spacecraft is so big it swallows up a NASA space station whole without even touching. No, no, it, it swallows up the international international. Space international. Space I'm sorry, it's the only space station we've got. Good correction. Good correction. I am. It's actually a pretty big space station because it's international. <laughs> it's everybody. It's everybody. Ah, Are the French up there? Yes. Do they bring some of this stuff? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Can they drink up in space? No. Do they, they bring. Can? Like, they probably sneak it, but they just don't turn the cameras on. Can you really sneak stuff on the space station? Oh like, yeah, they're allowed to bring up you know a certain amount of like personal items. <laughs> McSee, what
2: you got in that suitcase? Well, you know the Russians are bringing it. vodka. There's no way the Russians are going to the space station without vodka. Has there ever been like a drunk dude just go nuts in space? Not that we've seen.
1: He it well, turns I mean, on that camera like, let me tell you something.
2: No, I guarantee you, NASA <laughs> is just like, all right, uh, encrypt that do you, way. We, do we have that on film? Well, we're not going to really
1: film this right now.
3: So. <laughs> Destroy that footage.
1: No one must ever know. All right. Well, it swallows the International Space Station whole. It just kind of envelopes it. A frantic female astronaut, American astronaut, <laughs> okay. tries radioing in their coordinates. Because Mission Control, who she's talking to, can't pick up any signs of the alien vessel on the radar. She's like, I'm telling you, they're all around us. And they're like, well, punch in the coordinates manually. Before she can do that, we hear a creature growl behind her, and boom, that's that. Lights out. We then cut to the bedroom of a young nerd, Alex, who's sitting in front of 24 computer monitors in his bedroom. I was going to ask, why would you call him a nerd? (laughs) Oh, wait. The ginormous... (laughs) NASA-sized <laughs> wall of computer the monitors. display wall that, that kids has got. One.
2: Jesus, man. Uh, first of all, I'm envious of that wall. Present-day Tuttle is envious of that sure. wall. 16-year-old Tuttle would have beat that kid
1: up for that wall. 16-year-old Kate would have been beaten off to 24 screens <laughs> of not NASA on those walls. <laughs> first, I mean... God, the parents of that kid.
2: Oh, yeah, that's cool. We're going to get you 24 monitors that you can all slave together. That is incredible. Which,
1: I have to agree. It was a little overboard. I'm going to agree with Tut, you know, 13, 14-year-old boy, apparently well-versed in technology, and not a single TV with some titties on it. Nope. <laughs> just booster they Just booster engines. They should have they
2: had titties on one, and as soon as the mom said, hey, click, just goes to
1: the moon. <laughs> Well, uh, he's sitting there awaiting NASA to test their new booster engines. He's very excited about this. His mom tells him he's been sitting in that chair long enough, i.e. his whole life, and that whether he likes it or not, it's time for him to leave for camp where he'll make some real friends as opposed to your online friends. If you
2: want your kid to go outdoors, maybe not give him a 24-monitor display wall. Oh, my God. It's so many TVs. Mm.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. We get it. He's a nerd. <laughs> Six TVs would have been <laughs> adequate. I mean, a two-screen sc- two two monitor set up. Most people can't get over the fact, like, look, the little the mouse
0: goes across both screens. <laughs> or, it's amazing. Uh,
2: I was about to say, or at least two screens with a third one that's
1: set up or, or a, yeah, vertically. Then everybody would be
0: or like, at been like, what's that? It, it could
1: have been two screens with the with the other, the the above, you know, diagonal. Oh, look was at that. I've got the, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do, like, the full, uh, what's that, Tom Cruise movie where he, like, touches stuff <laughs> and, like, he's <laughs> got his own virtual reality <laughs> helmet. Really little well, ball came rolling out of somewhere. Oh, it's a crime somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, as he and his mom drive through the big city, his very enthusiastic mom asks if he really wants to wear his dad's dead watch. To camp, his dead dad's watch. It's not a dead watch. His dead dad's watch. What I say is dead. You're dead. You want to wear the dead watch? <laughs> your two beers are kicking in. What I say? You said his the dead, dad's watch. dead watch. His dad's dead watch. His the dead, dead dad's dead, watch. Dead, his, de- his dead dad's watch. I'm yes. so, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna chug this liqueur. All right. <laughs> He's wearing his dead dad's watch. And she asks, are you sure you want to wear that at camp? I mean, you're going to be out in the wilderness. Things can happen to it. It's a very precious memento to him. And He promises, I'll take care of it. My question to you boys, why is it always a watch that the kids have to remember their dead dads buy in these movies? I hid this we watch. We just had it, we just oh, had yes. it in the, the new kids. When Tom Atkins yeah. died, he gave his watch. They gave it to the son like, you'll want this. I think that was just a a, a time uh, They're still trying to hang on to that. I mean for a long time that was It was always it's always the symbol of a guy dies, his kid well, gets the Pro Fiction Your Dad wanted you to have this watch. I had this watch. Oh this my yes. For two
2: fucking years. Why is it ass? always a watch? Just Actually
1: one, uh, one of
2: the things that I did because Yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Uh little personal? Yeah, little personal, but our the thing that I want to do is a pocket knife. Uh, there's a pocket knife from uh, my wife's grandfather that uh, was passed down to her dad. And then when her dad passed away, we were cleaning it out, and I found it. and It's got the initials on it. They gave it to uh, you? Well, I inherited you just stole it well i kind of did because we were going through you know searching for or figuring out what to get what to let the people sure auction off and i snagged that and i was like that's the perfect pass down i haven't even opened it up it's sitting in uh it's sitting in our cases with my guns
1: well i just found it up it's just a thing we see in these movies this, this, but the watch is always the wrist yeah. watch. just once i'd like to I'm see gonna go this. cry now thank you <laughs> Just once, I'd like to see the scene where a young boy gets handed his dad's shark tooth necklace at the funeral. Oh, that'd be awesome. Son, your dad, adult film legend Randy West, wanted you to have this shark tooth necklace. My God, has this thing seen a lot of ass. Like, literally thousands of ass. And the kid's like, fuck yeah. Put that <laughs> necklace on. <laughs> and again, that's why Mackay does not get to make Netflix. Movies. No, I think that's that's
2: why you should make Netflix. Me- this is the one time I'll say that's the reason why you should make Netflix. How movies. cool a scene would that be? No, because you're right. It's always
1: the watch. It should be a shark tooth necklace from a dead porn star dad.
2: Well, <laughs> so part of that's accurate.
1: We then cut to a giant mansion where young Darius is dancing his pimped-out little ass off as he gets ready for camp. He's excited about camp, unlike Alex. Uh, his parents give him a nice little send-off, and then he's shuffled into a sweet Mercedes wagon, and, and he's he's on his a way. Lime he's lime green. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, you know This it's,
2: is the epitome of rich kids. Yeah, this is he, the
1: richest of rich it's kids. It's a mansion. He's got a butler. He's,
2: he's got, got a, a butler, butler with a, a turban. Yeah, He's got he's a an, butler, Indian Indian an Indian him, butler. An Indian butler? How's that I mean, Yeah, this dude is on point.
1: Rich. We then cut to the airport where a sassy young Asian girl named Zen Zen has bribed a doofy white dude into talking their way through customs which Oh I missed that. I was it was a pretty big scene. Sorry, I missed that. She's by herself so she's not going to be able to go through customs by herself. Right. She bribes this goofy white dude to say he's like her uncle. niece. It's his niece. Yeah, it's
2: uncle. I just thought that it actually was his uncle, or her uncle. No, she gives him money and says, get lost. Well, it must not have been that great of a scene, because I was pretty into this movie. I just looked away for a second.
1: Well, that happened in that second. So she ditches his ass, jumps in a cab, and when the driver says, where are we going, she shows him the brochure for the Rim of the World Adventure Camp. That's Which, what she I'm going to go. gonna wonder, taking a taxi from the airport out to the, <laughs> the wilderness? wilderness? It's got to be ridiculously it's economical. expensive. It's economical. Like... You know she must just be like coming into the states with like just a you know duffel bag full of cash I be I kind of I'm
2: kind of curious uh, about the prequel to remember the world to find out what Jin Jin did
1: I thought it was did you guys think it was a little weird and this is probably just me being sensitive maybe I'm a snowflake the whole scene where she's coming in with the older white guy who's clearly not and they're playing the Devo song the girl you want just the girl just the girl the girl you want is that weird because she's a kid and they're trying to like make her like this kind of attractive well they're also it was a very weird choice of music at least the custom official is like looking at it like wait a second no because he's looking at like he's bringing in a sex (sighs) slave or like a yeah and he like them, But, I mean, she but is, then to play that Girl You Want song, that was kind of weird.
3: Right? She, is, uh, well, you know,
1: she is snarky enough because when the, the, the customs official asks because he's like, well, she's here for a, a spelling bee. And he's like, oh, how many L's? How many L's in spelling? And she's like, middle finger <laughs> and then another finger, like two L's. And he's like, she's going to be good.
2: I actually think because you mentioned that and because I was thinking this throughout the thing, this is where Mick G fails he tried to mature the kids
1: beyond their age. They're not teenagers. They're not teenagers. But he injects a love thing and like a, a, a attraction thing that is these guys are still prepubescent. They're they're too young for some of the themes that Thank are going you. on. I thought this. that the whole movie yeah. he's trying to not sexualize but it's done it's done in, in a, a very good, innocent it's done in an innocent way. It's not But it made me just Kind of tilt my head a couple times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there was anything nefarious with McGee doing it, but there was.
1: But that song was, was a poor choice of song. Well, I I, I would think that a the white a, a thirty five year old white guy bringing a little Asian girl across and they're playing the girl you want. <laughs> personally,
2: it's weird. Personally, I think the entire movie is full of bad choices of songs. Dealing with the age of the actors and the target. Well, not going to say the target audience. No, we'll get to because the those.
1: target audience is me. We'll get yeah, but, but we'll get no. I actually am going to talk a little bit about in a little bit who that target audience is. I'm sure it's me. But I want to talk. Bear, right. bear with yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Well, you know that's one of the things. Like, I mean, they're and this is the instance. You know, they are young kids. Normally, you end up trying to get older actors to portray young kids, but in this instance, they are actually young kids. Well, I think that
2: uh, I'll, I'll have a theory, if and if I'll be I'll be curious I mean, to see as if this develops. But I think that they're trying to recreate Goonies as your trusted so narrator.
1: I promise we'll check I, it will, in. I will check in at those moments, and I think you'll you'll realize why I am your your trusted guide here around the rim of the world.
2: He's I mean. already two beers in. No, three, four, four Eight-teen beers, teen beers. Oh, you forgot those two. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't trust nah. him. He's not
1: i am I'm not gonna not to my win your trust, trust back. All right. When the three kiddos arrive, uh, real quick before now this movie. Builds up pretty fast, which I like. Um, tut cigar, did you find that taste? You were looking. Did you recognize that note? That fucking French thing. Yeah, it it blasted
2: you. it out. And it was a very distinctive note too. And I wish I could have grasped it right off the bat. But
1: I'm still getting that really nice mineral on earth on the draw. The minerals with what, there. With the black pepper on the back of the I'm nose. getting a little bit of pepper, not much. No, it was I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, just same thing. Yeah. No leather. No, a little bit of leather, are you but the mineral it? is yeah, very strong. I'm only getting a hint of pepper. I don't know, maybe...
2: I'm the same way. I'm a hint of pepper, just, just but I'm not getting as much let's, mineral let's as in- you
1: guys are. I'm getting more leather than... Okay, than so anything. leather on the draw, mineral with you and me, some earthiness, and then a we're both pepper, getting yeah. a little bit of pepper in the middle of the nose, which is nice. I'm yeah. hoping maybe that some of that, you know, the. The aroma of cocoa will actually translate into Let's some see. chocolate. Let's see. Okay, I just want to check in before... Maybe I should stop drinking this orange liqueur. <laughs> stop yeah. drinking that. Drink drink the good stuff. No, no, that's what they told us to drink. No, it is. It is. All right. Well, I just want to check in real quick before it gets out of, out of uh, you know, we're about a th- approaching the second third, I guess, of oh. the cigar. Stop doing that. Stop <laughs> drinking that stuff. It's growing on me. When Wait, it's growing <laughs> in me. Oh. <laughs> when the three kiddos arrive at the vast and quite gorgeous Rim of the World Adventure Camp, and here's kudos to your DP. Uh, you said you really like this structure. This place looks amazing. The wilderness, but just the camp and the shots just showcasing. It's not like a lot of movies we watch where just a cheap little drone flying over some trees. Yeah, This thing looks great. It looks like the ultimate camp Ever. There's not a bad shot in this movie. It's a good-looking movie, man. I'll yeah. agree with you on that. Um, well, the kids are greeted by a sassy camp counselor who teaches them the black man's handshake, which he tells them you're not allowed to do. You're not black. All right, so
2: first of all, boom, there's so many fucking racial jokes in this that I'm kind of like, well, that's kind of He edgy. even
1: tosses in a little Jackie Chan rush hour impression for the young, impressed Zen Zen. Do you understand the words that are kind ca- I thought I, I thought you'd laugh at that. Well, I kind
2: of I kind of did, but at the same thing, maybe this is the snowflake in me to where I'm like, <laughs> dude, could you imagine a white actor delivering that
1: line? Oh, they had and a black movie. movie, movie. Was, this just, guy is an African American, so and this but movie no, was that, just, that just that least get framed. That, well, yeah, but I mean, you get the what I thought was the the appropriate response. That little girl just got him like he is the biggest dumbass in the world. True. <laughs> True. It isn't like, you know, she was like,
2: Ugh. no, she
0: literally, like,
2: true, but at the same time, I keep going back to, man, if that
1: was a white dude.
2: But from delivering screenplay that played, line, it's a screenplay it's, it's a cheap
1: age joke. Like, yeah. Rush Hour was how many years yeah, ago? Yeah, this, like, this movie throws a but lot. Guess who was in the target audience of that joke? Us. Me. You. I, I Honestly, when he said that joke, I was like, I bet Tut laughed at that.
2: I. I didn't did because my first reaction was like, dude, if a white dude said this, this movie would be done.
1: All right. We'll, we'll get back to that weird snowflake. Should we be le- it's, it's weird. All right. Uh, another middle-aged counselor, uh, who's even nerdier than Alex, looks at him and says, I can already visualize you singing away in our big production of Fiddler on the Roof. And Alex's mom is so excited about that. This is going to be so much fun. I think he was the camp count. He was
2: the head he was, of the I camp. I think he was the main dude. We yeah, never He was the main learn. dude.
1: Uh Well, he gets in line, Alex does, and after he tries to open up and introduce himself at the check-in line to Zenzen, Zen, he talks to her in Mandarin, uh, only to be met with an extremely cold stare. She's not interested in talking to anybody, even in her native tongue. Funny thing, I had a friend uh, who told
2: me this story once. Uh, a white dude approached her and started speaking Mandarin, and she just looked at him and goes, do you think all Asians speak in Mandarin? There's like seven different dialects in China. Do you think that everybody speaks it? And I just want to be like, maybe he was just trying to be nice and you should be like, yeah, receptive to it. I mean, just, God, man, lighten up. Just party.
1: Just, Just party. Just party.
2: After I just, shit on the Jackie Chan Rush Hour well, joke, but Alex, know, he's just part, Alex just part. is just part.
1: extremely, he's shot down, he's embarrassed, uh, but he's embarrassed even more by his mom singing him their special little song to say goodbye. She pulls him aside and she starts ain't no mountain high n-. he's like, come on mom, she's like
2: ain't no mountain
1: high and then he's like, enough. to keep me away from it's a really tight shot yeah. Where they're just mother and son and they've sang this together a million times. He it makes him smile and he's like it makes him a little anxiety goes away. It's a wonderful But scene. then and one of the funniest things in the movie, we pull out and the entire camp, like two hundred people a semicircle are g- in a semicircle around them watching them do that. And thing. I love
2: the fact that there's no music, there's no, no jump there's they're no, silent just Yeah, it, there's there's no boom. There's no music cut to it. We just pull
1: out, it. just we pull realize up, 200 people are watching her sing to him. and it's. It. I really liked it. What a shitty way to start camp. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Uh, this camp wastes no time on the small stuff. The kids are immediately ordered to climb a giant wooden ladder in the sky and zip line across the entire forest. While well, Zen Zen has zero problems doing it, Especially when Darius starts hitting her with cheesy come-ons up on the podium. She just wants to get the hell away from him. She does it. They get little Alex up there, and he's riddled with anxiety. He freaks out. He has a flashback to his dad and some fire, and he can't do it. He has to do the climb down of shame. Tut style. Tut style. I imagine it's usually on diving boards is where I've seen the climb down of shame.
2: No, I've been I've been on the
1: repelling oh, you wall. you were but you were a Boy Scout. Was that Boy Scouts?
2: I've been on the repelling wall and I've done the climb down of shame.
1: Just bring back some It it stuff. kinda did. Especially with a counselor. When he oh he goes down and the heavily mulleted Guy's a total rip off of Paul Rudd and Wet yes. Hot American Summer. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got his mullet, he's got his flask, and he's flirting with his babe. He's, he's got the shirt that won't close. He's got the shirt that won't close. It is a rip off. And he's a total Paul Rudd rip off. But anyway, he looks at Alex when he gets down. Looks like we got our first chicken shit of the summer. Fuck you, dude. Great camp, mom. He's here ten minutes and he's gonna to do all the shit and counselors are. That's why it's the rim of the world. Okay. Or the ass <laughs> <laughs> The ass of the world That's what it should be called
2: By the way for all you kids out there listening to the podcast You shouldn't be listening to the podcast But if you do Climb that thing Repel down the wall You'll regret it the rest of your life Listen to t- I can see it in your eyes you- Wait, he's,
1: like, he's going to a dark place Don't drink that orange <laughs> stuff Drink, drink the <laughs> good stuff uh, Where'd she find this camp? It's horrible No it's what camps are man you, ever, zip, tor- that, you went to camp every summer. Did you ever zip line over the forest? Well, that's a well, modern we, we day. Didn't, we didn't go to like a cool camp. I mean. you know, I'm a grown ass man. I had I don't care what any, mud. I I don't didn't care anybody zip says. I ain't ziplining over shit.
2: I ain't gonna lie. I covered a. Uh, it's not an SBJST, but it was the KJZT. It was like the Catholic version of the SBJST. Okay.
1: Our listeners, SBJST uh, is. SBJ,
2: uh, SBJST. I don't even know the acronym because it's all Czech language. Uh, it's a Texas thing it's a fraternal it's a fraternal organization uh, it's kind of like insurance but it's so so much more. KJZT is the exact same thing except it's done by uh, it was done uh, formed together with Catholic women and Czech Catholic women. anyway that's specific. It is very very specific. They have a summer camp, and I went out there and filmed it last year. <laughs> I went out there and
1: participated in the activities. No,
2: I did not participate. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have climbed that fucking wall. That's weird. Anyway, but I, I went out there and filmed it, and it was all the same thing. It was zip lines. It was that huge fucking wall that you climb up. If it feels like these weird
1: ropes. If that you, you told me tomorrow, Mixie, you're our new bachelor. I'm not going to tell you that. Oh great. Thirty women. Our first uh, challenge for you and your first date is going to be zip, zip line. line? Fuck you. I'm
3: out. I'm well, not that,
1: doing it. That's McSee, but there's been It's other... always these little natives, like, hooking you up to these things, and like, no, I'm not doing that. And I I risk my life every Tuesday night.
2: Come on, last season on The Bachelor, they had a bungee cord off of Dude, what... Dude, there's
1: a sweet zip line just down the road. Not we'll do doing it. it. Not doing it, man. I don't care what fool <laughs> says what to me, I ain't going down no damn zip lines. I'm with Alex on this one. I totally am now.
2: I'm with Alex on this one. Alex is wrong. He regretted it the rest
1: of his life. I doubt it after what happens prior to this. (laughs) Nobody's going to bring up the zip line (laughs) uh, next year. Anyway, that night, Alex, who's clearly spooked by any signs of fire, when he's walking through the campsite, he sees a campfire and he flashes to a traumatic event, which he lost his father. We presume. We don't really know. But every time he sees fire, it's like his dad yelling... For help, and we get it. You, you realize something happened he's in the fire. He's by fire. Uh, Which I can't figure out. If you're watching NASA, they just fire rockets off <laughs> all the time. On 24 screens. <laughs> Slow-mo of the boosters igniting. So he's a sadist. Apparently so. Uh, or a masochist,
3: I should
1: say. I don't know. He's torturing, torturing himself. Well, he then uh, takes a walk around the camp by himself, and he and fellow loner Zen Zen share a quiet moment, an unspoken moment, on a bridge as they look up and see a shooting star. She could, he made an effort, and she's kind of letting him in a little bit, he, in that he can stand next to her. She's still not talking to him. And I think by like standing third, next to her, they're the, are like 15, 20 feet apart. Yeah, I mean, it's still very... She's got boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> the next day... <laughs> Tut I'll, style. Touch style. Uh, Did somebody touch you at that camp? Show me on the French liqueur bottle where they touched you. <laughs> TNCC therapy.
3: <laughs>
1: this is going
2: into a dark, dark place.
1: The next day, all the kids are driven down to the lake in vans. I'm sure you've got a story like this. <laughs> to go on a canoeing trip. But the previous kids who went on the trip shit so much in the canoes that they have to wait a bit for another hose down. A second round of hose downs. The chick uh, counselor says, you know what, at this point, they're more shit than canoes. It's going to take a while. <laughs> I'm sorry I was laughing that, at this part. That I was, was laughing at that this part. Why do you like the response? Look, two kids shit in the bus over here. We didn't even, oh, no, the, <laughs> we're still... Yeah, yeah the, the, the black guy driving the bus like, I have two kids shitting the way down here. You don't see me hosing anything down. <laughs> Look at this point the, the canoes are more shit Than canoes <laughs> During The hose down period Zen Zen Wanders off To find the exact Mountaintop viewpoint That's illustrated On, on the, the brochure paper. And as she stretches Out her arms And smiles For the first time You get She's been looking At this brochure For a long time you, That's why she's here That that image On the brochure uh, They don't They don't have to spell it out You get that She's a good little actress You get that from her eyes Yeah um, a concerned Alex has followed her up the mountain, and as he's chasing her, we don't—I don't think we should go up here. This is away from the group. He's confronted by Darius, who has is just Darius or Darius? Darius. Oh, is there not an H at the end? There's, There's not a, an H. No, well, I'm probably gonna say that all night because that's how it is. <laughs> Darius. Mouth. Darius. Darius. He explains it later in the movie. He does. Thank you, Alex, for pointing that out. <laughs> He, Darius has just taken a giant shit in the woods and wants to show it to Alex. Woo. As he wrestles a struggling Alex, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. Over to a rocky l- ledge of the mountain to see his epic dump, suddenly, Alex is saved by a mysterious and very well-dressed cool kid named Gabriel, who swiftly knocks Darius to the ground, despite Darius' self-professed martial arts training. He's, he's been training martial arts for years. Now, this is actual classic kid stuff. Kids bragging about things yeah. that they have actually yeah. nothing. Well, Darius finally gets to his feet after getting Absolutely knocked down not. and says, he tells Gabriel, that was a lucky punch. I haven't been acclimated to the high altitudes yet. This kid has a quick comeback for everything. I mean, They're literally like on a hill. It's, <laughs> so, I am, so, I,
2: I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and so I can get this out of the way and enjoy the rest of the night. The kid playing Gabriel sucks. Uh, He's not a natural actor. I I didn't really buy it. The other kids are really really good.
1: I will say these kids are some good actors. We're gonna get into their their how much we enjoyed them a little bit later. I will say this: when we learn Gabriel's backstory, the fact that he's in the middle of the woods with pressed, crisp, clean clothes. Makes no sense. Well, good job, McGee. I was like, I don't know what they were trying to do because, like, when I first saw him, I mean, like, he's like out of a JC Penney catalog. Well, yeah, I mean, but my yeah, thing was, yeah. is like, he's dressed like 1950s. Yeah, He's yeah, kind of got the, the big collar and the, the white shirt yeah. underneath. But it's like, but like you just said, he's you're at camp, it's one thing, or, or you're in the woods. Well, Gabriel is not one of their fellow campers. I can say that now well, without giving you're, too you're much away. Well, but you're still sitting here going, he's too clean. He's, That's fair. Which makes no sense when you learn how he got here. But we'll get to that. Uh, Dar- um, suddenly, there are loud, ex- before Darius and Gabriel can get into it anymore, there are loud explosions heard in the distance. And all their cell phones, they were all supposed to give up their cell phones early on, but none of them I love did. how
2: none of them did. None of
1: them did. Even Alex, none of, even the nerd didn't give him a cell phone. I don't have a cell phone. Oh wait, here it is. It's, I forgot about it. It's that. the emergency broadcast system telling them all civilians are to evacuate the metropolitan areas immediately. Under no circumstances approach any unknown aircraft. Darius starts to freak out. It's the next Seven Eleven, dude. That was fun. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I laughed at that. Yeah, I did too. Uh. I like Darius. You get the idea. His dad is some super famous, somehow super famous. Yeah. And he's been spoiled. You know, Slip, spoiled. He's all been that spoiled good his stuff. whole life. But ultimately, he's extremely likable. The actor and the and the kid playing him at his core. I, I kind of like the kid. We'll see if there's growth there. Yeah. Maybe maybe there will be. Well, the four kids race back down to the lake where everyone has now immediately disappeared. There's no trace of them. They see some giant explosions in the Earth's atmosphere, and just like that, all their cell phones are dead. Before they can come up with a plan, some low-flying fighter planes zip across the lake right in By front the of way, them. By the
2: way, the nerd correctly diagnosed it: EMP in the atmosphere.
1: Uh, we'll get to that. And Darius yes. concludes, but but right now they're just seeing explosions in the sky. These planes zip across, and Darius concludes the raptors. it's got to be North Korea attacking. Zin, Zin, them off! Come on, it's another... Uh, First of all, that
2: was kind of racist, but damn funny. It It was was funny funny. line. It was very funny.
3: And
1: there's even a little cutaway look of her as like, you asshole. Once again, she's looking at everybody like, you fucking morons. (laughs) Which is the general look most Asian chicks give American dudes. Deservedly so. I can't say that. Deservedly so in most cases. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um... Did you, did you notice here that Zen Zen has adopted a rather unique hairstyle where it looks like a bushy gray animal has sat atop her head, complete with a ponytail that kind of resembles a animal tail? No, I thought she was what always she in that... What was she thinking about
2: that? I thought she was always in that beret thing. No, it was like a
1: gray hairdo with like... It was a coonskin cap. I'm sorry? Coonskin cap. Did she have okay. a coonskin cap on? How did I miss that? That makes sense. That tracks. It was you're right because it was just just like a raccoon with a tail. And I'm convinced Tut actually didn't <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, she had a coonskin cap on. How did I fucking miss that. So you weren't paying attention to the small Asian child or any of when them. She came into the country, and I paid attention to her. I don't know, man. So you don't want to make, so you're ignoring the Asian child in the room. I don't see colors. Maybe that's like he doesn't want to get like Am I in trouble here? Like am I paying too much attention to this Asian kid? I D did <laughs> I didn't I, talk to my lawyer. <laughs> 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 All I don't of a sudden that Keller, guy Cody. at the airport, he reminds me of Tuttle. She wasn't wearing the coonskin hat at the airport, but she was she put it on at camp, yes. Okay, I totally don't recall that. Gabriel concludes, looking up at the sky, that it's probably just a forest fire. Those explosions in the sky. Yeah, good job, Gabriel. But they will still need to race back to camp to avoid the threat of bears. When there's a forest fire, the bears come out. Makes sense. But when they get back to the Rim of the World Adventure Camp, everyone's gone. And there's a spray-painted sign at the entrance saying they've all went down mountain, and any stragglers are to call 911. Again, way to go, Mom. A camp that won't do a head count before you leave the, pack up the vans and go. Why, a what are they? problem with this. spider flight, man. The, Fight the or vans flight. are full of poop. Who wants to get on
3: them? <laughs> exactly. <That's crazy. laughs>
1: There's one remaining counselor there. This smarmy mulleted guy, Conrad, the Paul Red one. who's passed out. But on he's a passed bench. out on a picnic bench, drunk. So Zenzen Zen <laughs> grabs his flask and takes a swig. What? And they try to call for help from the phones, but they're all dead. Alex, you mentioned this earlier, Tut, determines that a nuclear blast in the sky has created an electromagnetic pulse, which has rendered all their devices dead. Like, Earth's devices dead. But before they can question how this preteen Einstein knows so much...
2: Dude, he's a nerd. He's got 24 monitors on his... They
1: don't know that. They don't know he has 24 monitors. They're like, how the hell do you know? Before they can question how this kid knows so much... They hear more explosions outside, and they run out to see some F-22 Raptor Air super- Superiority Fighters. Thanks again, Dr. Yes. Alex. Uh, battling some alien spaceships above. I totally buy that Alex knew that. The kids run for their lives. Oh, of course. He wouldn't know that. The kids run for their lives as lasers and bullets rain down everywhere, sending aircrafts crashing this is so into the surrounding mountains. Can't one of them does say this is some Independence Day shit. And I think Darius is like, but it's June! All right, here, I want to say this. At this point, I, A, like that they introduced these characters quickly and got right to the inciting action within the first 20 minutes. Correct. I didn't need to know anything more about these kids than they gave me. Boom, we're we're off to the races. And B... I like that the aerial combat and the action sequences are almost entirely shown from the kids' ground perspective. Absolutely. We never go up in the sky and follow the ships around and join in on these battles. We see mostly the same chaotic shit that the kids see from there. The stories about them keep it with them. I like that we don't go up there and we just we see what the kids see. Absolutely I, I, agree. I thought it was a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Like go, I said, McG.
2: I mean that's one thing that me she did write in this uh, granted it's it a also is beneficial
1: them. from a budget standpoint Bingo! They only have to look up and see some shit Bingo! and we, if we've gone up there with them that's another oh, sh- oh guess what i'm gonna f I'm
2: gonna hit this camera and I'm gonna follow you running through the woods and then I can see gee some ships in the background
1: yeah, cool uh it was a budgetary perhaps. Oh, Move. it's budgetary. Let's just wait a little further on until we get to some of the close-ups. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, hold that thought. Actually, jump in whenever you're you're ready for that. Um,
3: it's not terrible.
1: As the group once again takes off running, a dragon pod or a international—I had NASA, but I'm changing it—an international space station shuttle re-entry pod. No. Right. It was a dragon pod. It was a dragon pod. But is now a here's hat, my here's the escape my escape pod from it, the international space. Nation? No,
2: it's not. Uh, there's a difference. A dragon pod is is that Musk or yeah. is that the other one? That's Musk. Is that is that Musk? Yeah. So I guess it the smell, dragon it pod smells would, musky? It uh, is no, musky. No, no, no. Uh, okay, it's Elon Musk. I understand. Musk is spakes. I uh, drank that many beers. <laughs> I kind of have. That's kind of <laughs> hit me. All right, the SpaceX program of Musk. I guess was docked with the International yes. Space Station. So they... Yeah, it wasn't a ISS pod.
1: JPL? It was JPL. We're just going to say JPL from now on over and over again.
2: I just thought it was an interesting deal that they chose...
1: how she escaped from the International Space Station.
2: I know, I just thought it was an interesting thing that they said it was a dragon pod that she
1: dropped down in. Do you think maybe... Tesla, Elon Musk, paid some money to have them mention I the Dragon.
2: Mc, I think I was just trying to be cool,
1: throwing in. Well, yes, this this right, has so w- many various the references. The story, it's a pod, like uh, yeah, R two D two and C three PO escaped from. You would figure that the ship, the is, the the young nerd Alex could just. It was call, an escape say, pod an that I, shot off the space station. It was. It could have. They could have literally just spray painted ISS on the side. Yes. Of it. But it was an escape pod that she shot yes. the earth from. Yes. Who cares who made it? Well, I, I do. Alright. It crashes to earth, whatever this fucking thing is. Right down in front of right them. Right in front of them, sending them flying dozens of feet in the air, which would have broken all their little bones. But hey, we isn't an, that what... We got an hour left of movie, they're fine.
2: What's the uh, term I learned after dissecting the Game of Thrones last season? Story armor. It is story armor.
1: Oh, they were wrapped in it. They're not going to get hurt. The concussive blast that would throw them 30 feet would have <laughs> popped their eardrums. <laughs> They'd be dead. They'd We'd literally see them shoot like 30 feet in the air and they're, they're fine. They cautiously approach the dragon pod until the hatch on the side bursts open and the astronaut from the opening scene, Major Collins, the, the woman, jumps out gasping for air. She hands Alex a key that has everything on it. And tells him to get it to Dr. Fielding at the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL. JPL. Right before an alien creature forms from a green fungus on the pod. That's weird. This it p- is a ginormous alien that came from a small patch small of people. It's a little patch yeah, of fungus that forms in this huge alien. And then he gives birth to another dog like alien. Kind the of like Soundwave. Jumps out of him.
2: Transformers. Sound and
1: weird. obviously. They kill her ass and start chasing our campers. Tut, you know who has not kicked the bucket? Who has not kicked the bucket? Unlike Major Collins? I'm going to guess Drew Estate. Dirty Fabian with Drew Estate. Oh, Dirty Fabian. And if I'm talking about unconventional Fabian not taking a dirt nap... He's indeed alive and well. I checked today. Then you know I am talking about the unconventional tobacco special cigars brought to you by the folks who created Sweet Jane, La Vieja Habana, and much, much more. Yes. Available in your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf yes. or natural Connecticut shade wrappers. Do it. They envelope a... Envelope? A Sumatra binder and Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Yes. Before aging the cigars are slowly infused with Nicaraguan estate grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full bodied, depending on the wrapper. It's rich tobacco leaves commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and a little bit of sweetness. A perfect or early morning smoke or after dinner smoke, and if you don't believe me, go try one for yourself. Hit me up if you smoke it and you're like what are you talking about? I've yet to get that message. People Ain't love no message. Them. People love them. You guys love them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. You just ordered some Drew State cigars uh, today, didn't you? I did. What'd you get? I got some uh the Sweet Jane Tins. Coronitas. Uh, Coronitas. So you're waiting on them. You haven't had Oh, yes, I am. Just All ordered right. them. Okay. Uh, speaking of cigars, boys, uh, I am actually ahead of Tut for once, I think. Yeah. I am a little over the halfway mark. You're, I'm You're right at the uh, Tracking pretty good too.
2: What you getting? What should I look out for?
1: I am still getting earth, not quite as much mineral. Yeah. Um, just an earthiness. Uh, I am getting your leather. I'm still just getting that that hint of pepper. On the nose. Right. Yes. It's, it's very. I mean, like it's at this point, it's very mild. I mean. If you really. Blow out hard through the nose. It, it picks up a little bit, which, you know. But I still haven't. I mean, like I said, I I, I got that hint on the aroma, but I uh, no chocolate, no no cocoa, nothing. No,
2: yeah, no chocolate. There's a little bit of a sweetness on that retro hill. It's just a, with the pepper, you're yeah. A it's just a very faint sweetness. Okay, off of it.
1: uh, it's nice. a very tasty cigar. Uh, construction's been great. Uh, you guys, any complaints about construction? No. Solid. Yeah. Really good smoke production, uh, which we would expect out of that factory. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And I think it's going well with the triple so far. Oh, it is. They're not combating each other. Anything new out of the beer? No. We're still on the triple. Uh, Yeah. we, We have yet to move off the triple. The
2: problem is is I wanna trek, uh wanna check out the uh, Save the World in the Purple Bottle. Uh-huh. And I, I I know I don't I I don't need to. Uh
1: well if you wanna give me the rest of your triple then you can you can skip ahead. Uh there are no rules here. I might have to do that. Um uh, the triple's kinda doing its job. It is doing its job and uh again just malts and spice. It's the same texture as the when we first poured it. It it is, uh, but but the the spice is you guys getting like a little bit of nutmeg, something. I'm gonna that'd be the best way to classify it. I think nutmeg it might almost be borderline like a cinnamon, like it's got like a right. Well, I mean they did say that you know there is it's got a Christmas cookie spice to it. All spice? I'm not getting that. Maybe allspice. Hmm. That kind of covers the whole gamut of Christmas cookie stuff. <laughs> it's a Christmas cookie. It's allspice. It's allspice.
2: What kind spice are you getting? Allspice. I, I do really like the
1: trip fire. Fire. And our theory of leaving it out on the table for a while has not hurt it one bit. No, uh, not at all. Um, i the, I love these beers. And also not changed the profile one bit. It's, it tastes the same as it did, you know, when we first poured it's it. It's been exactly consistent. Uh, I uh, yeah. Um, so Tut, I I'm sorry you never got the mineral. I think that might have been what you were getting when the orange.
2: It might. Ha- it might have been. I don't know.
1: Because it's gone now. It's just earth and leather, uh, for the most part, with it with that pepper on the nose. But it. But It, it is tasty. Um, okay. I've enjoyed it. I'm totally enjoying it. Yeah, and, and the aroma, like you said earlier,
3: it smells it's like very a
1: nice. Damn good cigar. It's Very nice. Yeah, it's got a really smooth aroma in the room. Just. I'm just wallowing in it. I like it. Well, before I get back into the movie, boys, uh, shit is getting intense, obviously. Very. Tut is about to switch from the triple to the... Humulus Filius? Humulus Filius. The Humulus Filius. Tell us a little bit about that variety of Save the World. The name means the humble son. Dig it? Me basically.
3: Uh,
1: Humble. 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 Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No. Yeah. Go on. Uh, which is their uh, a Belgian style pale ale. It has a uh, aromas of toasted malt and floral hops. It is a medium bodied ale that has a delicious balance of lightly toasted malt, a hint of fruity esters, and a slight. Spiciness arising from the yeast and hops with a clean, dry finish. It is uh, 5.2% ABV and 27 IBU. So no bitterness. No bitterness. Uh, are we, after a few sips, Tut, are you, like, these guys like their malts? Or are you getting any kind of the... Uh,
2: the malts have set down a lot on this. Uh... I will say the clean, dry finish is definitely in there. Uh, no fruitiness? Not really a lot of fruitiness to mm. it. Do you need, do you need uh, more orange liqueur? <laughs> I do not need Pour that. Pour some orange liqueur in your beer. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh. Um, yeah, it's not very fruity. It's not very
1: citrusy. Um, What's it smell like? Orange liqueur. A little
2: bit of henocentrus. Okay. Not very much. Okay. Uh, I'm just very kind of curious as to what makes a Belgian pale ale because. We I, think pale ale. When I hear pale ale, think I hops. think hops.
1: Yeah. You think hops.
2: And the hops just aren't there at all.
1: I'm guessing because we're ruthless Americans who bombard our pale ales with a million hops uh, to where the bitterness is IBUs of. Three thousand. your mama in the face The Belgians are a kinder Softer people and they don't do that No is that, Am I right? I'm going to assume so yes So they're kind of like New Englanders New Englanders they're assholes
2: The New England IPA is The hops are dialed down, down
1: Is that what that means? Is that what that means? Yeah New England. Have we done a New England pale ale on the show? I don't know, but I'd like to try. I'd like to see, because I mean everything here is... I am here a here West Coast pale ale diehard. I like you just blast me in the face. I'm with you. I want so much bitterness, I can't taste my dinner that night.
2: You want to be like Cersei in Game of Thrones with somebody with a hops behind you going, shame, shame, just smack you in the face with hops. I
1: love me some hops.
2: Hops.
1: So, hops. hops. So they do use... <laughs> Hops in these, but they just don't, they're not amped yeah, up to it's the, not, what did you say the IBU is 20 something, 27. Yeah, it's it almost just, sounds like if anything But so if you're not getting the citrus, you're not getting the hops, and you said it wasn't quite as malty, what is it? It's beer. Is it pairing well with the Then again, I could be a bad judge where it's like, you know, where does your, you know, where's what's the lower scale of your hop range? 50. <laughs> Thousand.
2: I'm just gonna laugh. But somebody's like, You fucking assholes, you went from a triple to this and you're bitching about not tasting anything.
1: That triple was pretty strong. Hmm. I know I'm drinking yours. <laughs> yes,
3: you <are>. <laughs> <laughs> you totally are.
1: Okay, uh you know, I'll come back to you on the on the on the green label. Um I'll come back to you on the green label. I like his spirit. There it is. He's got a little bit of Zenzin in him. That sounded wrong. <laughs> I
2: don't know if I can answer
1: that. Moving on, uh, the guys and Zen, Zen sprint back to the camp's lodge with the alien dog in hot pursuit. Remember that alien gave birth to that kind of burst out of his back, like his little spirit dog. Sound wave style. He uh, really was just. Oh, was that the cassette tape? Yes. Yeah, it's the cassette tape okay. or the buzzard. I was, he's, a, he's no Ravage. I was a Gobot guy, so I don't know what you're really talking about.
2: Of course you were.
1: I wasn't even a Gobot guy. I didn't do any of those cars turned into robot things. I'm
2: just... Hops,
1: sorry. Hops. Robots. I mean, shame. Was I mean, it like a puppy-sized dog? Darius asks as they run along. He asks Alex, maybe he just wants to cuddle with, with us. Him. No... It is not a puppy sized dog, is he? Until yet? he hears it snarl. Like, I can't no, even do it's it. a CGI heavy, nasty alien dog with predator heat vision. And they managed to trap it in the lodge's kitchen before escaping out a window. But the dog's alien owner and his rather large talons is hot on their trail. It's a pretty intense little sequence here as the alien hunts down the hiding kids in the camp. And it got me wondering as Tut mentioned earlier. With the language, Darius throws up bitches all the time. He also had a sexual innuendo moment with a cam- counselor early on with the phones. She's like, just put it in my box. Like a cell phone and her... Bo- he's like, you want me to put it in your box? Yeah, just what? put it right in my box. Like I, with with I the sex think. stuff and the bitches stuff and then some stuff we'll hear later, you add in the violent horror type content. Who the... Who's the audience? Who's the desired or targeted audience for this movie? It's rated TV fourteen, and I suppose that's accurate. Although I could see younger kids gravitating towards it because these kids in it are younger than fourteen. Right. They're not teenagers. Right. Well, but while old crumbums like Tut can also get something out of it, I don't know. It it was a weird fit for me targets audience wise. But then again, I guess there was some shit in the Goonies that was probably pretty intense not for young really. kids too. If I went back and watched it, which I'll never do, not really. I don't know. Did but, no, you, but that, you had the same thought? Like, who is this for? That that was
2: that's and that's still the biggest mystery for me is that. All right, if you're trying to go to a younger audience, I understand that younger audiences are more advanced than we were at their age. I mean, that's just the way fucking evolution Apparently they have
1: 24 TV screens in their bedroom.
2: Well, I was just... Lucky bastards. Each generation seems to be more mature than the generation before it. So I can understand, you know, them being exposed to more. I can understand some of the cussing stuff, but I think that he should have had actors that were maybe about three years older than what they were. I can understand him going after... You know, trying to say that or trying to be relevant with that age group, the kids. But at the same time, there were so many choices and so many dialogues and so many music choices that were specifically 40-year-old references. That I'm like,
1: no, either, this is music McGee liked.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm just like, and, and even some of the references, I'm just well, like, you, like you,
1: know, you just mentioned the aliens have predator vision,
2: right? I just I, I think that there was kind of like a little bit of a bleeding to where he was a little bit confused. But even,
1: but even like you said earlier, when the shit started hitting the fan, and the kids like it's Independence Day, these kids weren't alive when Independence well, Day came. Well, that doesn't out. mean that they haven't seen it. I understand. But. I understand that, but we're getting well, into murky territory yeah. here. We're like that last movie we, we did, the package, where the guy was like. He's doing a reverse Terminator. Or he makes the cliffhanger a teenager makes a cliffhanger reference, which that was a nineties kind of not that popular action movie. That's your screenwriter or your forty year old screenwriter dropping something. Interjecting forty in year That that, that, that kid would never ever say. I'm just wondering if this was done because, hey, for a group of four kids is popular now with Stranger Things? and let's just go with that but we'll have them do some shit that's a little bit See, that's, beyond that's where i'm so How old are these kids that's where i'm they're supposed to be like 13 12? 14 13 14 okay yeah but yeah. they look like 8 9 but it but it but that's, at 12 and 13 that's where mean, you're I'm, not that's where i'm so
2: confused because stranger things is they're not directed at you know 11 12 year olds it's specifically directed at 40 year olds capturing nostalgia this i don't know whether it's directed at 40 year olds trying to capture nostalgia for
1: camp or if it's directed at 14 year olds i think it's primarily being you in this instance he's it's a reference machine i mean like you said, he said he's the aliens have predator vision. They're throwing out Independence Day. There, there's still more but references that, that to come. Me, but that, that makes me that makes me think that the it should be going to summer camp, I guess, got, directed at me. But yes. I think it yes, fo- I, I think this movie think was directed at you. The, the you were sh- the perfect target audience. When I was watching this movie, I was like, this movie was made for Tuttle. You were the kid who went to camp. You were the kid who was um, just no, 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 a nerd. Like, uh, yeah, who went to camp. You are also the adult who will get, who will laugh the at the jokes, the music, everything all that. about that. I'm like, this is so geared towards Tuttle. But here's where I've got a
2: problem with that.
1: You've cast a bunch
2: of 12 year olds, you're telling me to look through the 12 year old's eyes, and then all the references are 40 year olds. <laughs> And it
1: doesn't make sense right it's a mix it's a mix mash it's a, it, it doesn't add up. It, it doesn't gel well together I, I thought and, would,
2: I'll, and I'll tell you where this uh, keep going because I'll tell you where well, this wait, how absolutely how, how old were the kids in the goonies oh man they're like 12 13 14 they were supposed to be uh, Andy was like 15 how old were they I'm sorry how old were uh, they supposed to be Tad was like 16
1: because so he had a teenage, car. They were teenagers. Brian had... Brian, the Josh had, Brolin, you some, was... You had some high no, 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 schoolers. No no, 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 the kids' kids. They were teenagers, though, right? Like, yeah. Like yeah. short stuff and... Yeah. They, uh, they were, they were, right. they you be had, you about had some teenagers, four, the, like the you coris, said. The they coris, Josh Brolin's character. The Cory's. They were the 16, 17-year-olds, right. and then you had the other ones, and they were supposed to be
0: like 13, 14-year-olds.
1: Right, right. But even with the love, little love, kissing and stuff, they were teenagers, correct these kids are clearly not teenagers right it's weird it would have been this movie
2: is like if the goonies were made with nothing but 60s references if i were to watch that as a 14 year old if i were to watch goonies as one of the things one of my one of my theories about goonies is that goonies doesn't stand the test of time if you watch goonies now and you've never seen it it doesn't make... I mean, it's not like that great of a movie. But if you were a kid back then and you watched it, it's a great fucking movie. It's an iconic
1: movie. I hope that this it's movie like, isn't an accurate depiction of this age group. We're going to get to it in a minute. I don't think it's not. We're going to get to a minute where these kids are... You know, they have to get some sleep eventually. And these kids are talking about cock blocking and like...
2: Well, maybe that is. I mean, like I said, every time, every generation,
1: every... I understand the maturity of every generation, but my God! I right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. So Zen, Zen talks Alex in the hiding down. Remember, they're under siege by the the mad alien. And the dog. And the dog uh, talks Alex in the hiding down in the bottom of an outhouse. This is fecal suicide, he tells her. That was kind of funny. As Gabriel and a reluctant Darius hide under the stairs of the camp before finally leaving the safety Gabriel says we've got to save our friends they finally leave their little safe space to help their, their buddies. As Zinzin and Alex cower underneath the outhouse knee deep in shit and piss an unsteady new stream of piss starts raining down on top of them. <laughs> did y'all think for a minute it was the alien pissing on them? I did. <laughs> Just I did. for a whole second. I did. How funny was that of it? I did. <laughs> also, how did the alien know that it was a place it to go? It was a house. The, 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 <laughs> minute, the minute they start getting peed on, I'm like, if we look up and that alien is like holding his wang. It was, yeah. Uh, no, it is not. In fact, it's drunk ass Conrad, the mulleted Paul Rudd ripoff taking a leak. He woke up from the picnic bench. TNC style. Before he can wiggle his ding before he can wiggle his dingle, the giant alien crashes through the outhouse and crushes his bones to pieces as Zenzen and Alex watch him being dragged away. They decide to get out of the outhouse and run behind Gabriel and Darius towards the dragon pod
0: the dragon pod uh,
1: for safety but the boys get there first and seal the door leaving the others locked outside with the alien dog just as it's about to devour them it's blown to pieces and incinerated by weaponry from above and when Gabriel and Darius exit the pod thinking it's now safe the giant alien pounces on them and inserts a tentacle feeler thingy down Darius's throat
2: Okay, this entire sequence from them getting to the camp, the aliens showing up, the dog coming out. It's actually really well done. It's nicely it's timed. Well paced. It's well-paced. It's well-paced. Exactly. Yes. That's
1: exactly we what I was not going for. You got to be like, man, when is something going to happen? Man, we've got to know. It. No, no, no. It is boom the boom boom. The tension
2: is there, the yeah. suspense is there. It's very very it, well-paced is the perfect word for it. The only criticism that I have in this entire sequence is that when Zin-Zin uh, and what's the dude's... Alex. The, Alex. When they show up at the Dragon capsule and uh, Darius comes out, he should have been like, oh, you smell like piss.
1: That would have been nice. would have been cool. But then again, he just gets a thing shoved down his throat so he can't really talk. Just then, as it seems like it's lights out for our heroes... The big-ass alien is also, as he has that thing down Darius's throat, shot to pieces from above by a low-flying military aircraft. Yay, Air Force. Yay, Those guys Air are Force. Pre- Those guys are precise. They shot the dog and that alien and spared the kids. Yay, Air Force. Good job, Air Force. Tuesday Night Cigar Club is pro-Air Force. Pro-Air Force. We like them. We like the Air Force. Darius is freaking out about the alien feeler Exploring his mouth But Alex explains You know it could very well have been His alien cranial genitalia You mean the thing Had his dick in my mouth You never heard that in the
2: Goonies (laughs) No you didn't I'm sorry this part's funny Robert
1: Davey had his dick in my mouth Different time Different time And he's super repulsed by it, obviously. As he should be. Uh, The boys start bickering among themselves, and the only thing that can stop it is a giant slap across... Three Stooges style. Three Stooges style. All their faces by Zinthin. Dude. She slaps all three of them across the face with one slap. Mo style. (laughs) And she speaks for the first time. We have not heard her speak... That she what speaks. does she Correct. say? What we do in life echoes in eternity. Hold the line and stay with me. If you find yourself alone with the sun in your face, do not be troubled, for you are in Elysium and you're already dead. Okay. Did did she just gladiator us? Did. What the fuck, Darius says. What the fuck, indeed? And all of a sudden, Zen, Zen is talking a mile a minute. She tells the boys that they don't have to get the key all 70 miles to Pasadena, but they can at least ride their bikes down the mountain to get the sh- to the sheriff's station and have the adults get it to NASA. Right. Seems like a j- legit it's plan, It's a good right? plan. It's a good plan. It seems like a legit plan, but you're wrong, Tut. What? It would be if Nerdy Alex, a.k.a. Tut, knew how to ride a bike, but he I can't. I know how to ride a bike. But he can't. Good job, single mom. Uh, so they begin to walk. You're shit on single moms. They begin to walk their bike down the mountain instead. Well, okay, uh. first of all, her kid is a shut-in with his 24 screens. <laughs> Maybe if you took him out for a bike ride every once in a while. Why would he? He's got five screens of kids riding bikes. doesn't need to learn. I can, can watch, watch kids them. riding bikes. I don't need to ride the bike. <laughs> Darius is still showing his selfish self-preservation oh, excuse me. tendencies. Let me put my VR helmet on. I know how <laughs> Well, to I ride can do bike. this. Let me put this helmet on. You fucking... <laughs> Darius is still showing his uh, self-preservation tendencies, as he's totally okay with leaving Alex behind. Hey, you can't ride a bike. Let's just go without him. I sense a big wake-up character develop moment from uh, Darius coming, coming soon. I, I sense it. What? As they descend down the mountain, I should take a second to mention the score here by Bear McCreary. is a very classic Amblin, Spielberg-type, action-driven, thumping orchestral score, and I think yeah. it fits the movie perfectly. All right. Yes.
2: Yeah, I have to divorce myself between the pop music references and the score itself. So you liked the
1: orchestral score.
2: Yeah, the orchestral score was fine. Uh, it's the pop songs that are really kind of... Misplaced. Yeah, yeah, they're totally misplaced. Well, misplaced uh, for the age of the kids. Right, right. Uh, depending on the audience. Like I said, if the audience is supposed to be the kids, then it's misplaced. If the audience was me,
1: that's fine. But as I'm watching this... But honestly, as I'm watching something I'm thinking that Tut likes that music choice. I'm thinking like Tut this movie I'm sorry out of all the movies we've done I'm like this movie's made for touch no and and that's what's so weird
2: about this project is that yes it is and I love it and there's a moment in this movie that's coming up that I'll I'll save it till then but it's just weird and it's wrong and it's disjointed
1: uh a kiss no not that oh okay alright well let me let me keep trogging along here yeah uh, I just—it's weird when you can't. I—I I haven't had this experience in 97 episodes with a movie where I'm like, which audience is this? Who's for? this made for? Right. Because I can see guys like you digging a lot of it, but at the same time, by me saying that, I'm saying you're digging preteens having emotions that teenagers should be at. Like that was a weird bridge they jumped. But I get... I just... I, but we always... Even going back, thinking back to when I was a kid, you always watch things in expectation of, especially when you were younger. Like, I, you know, when you were young, you always could not wait to be older. Right. So, even in, like, Goonies... They take on an adventure, they're only kids. Right. And that's that's every kid camp adventure story. Correct. Right. You end up taking upon responsibilities far above your age level. Yes. Station at the time, so to speak. So, this is no different, but like I said,
2: it is a... And remember Mikey. His big deal is that he kisses Andy, and like right. Every kid that was Mikey's age was like, "Oh, I wish I could be Mikey kissing Andy." Correct. Me, I was wanting the. Uh, how old was Mikey? Girl. Mikey was like fourteen.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm with but you, gotta, but, but at the but same
2: time, but at were, the same time, that movie was aimed at fourteen-year-olds. Well, correct. There was I mean, no how, question about that. Let me ask you this real quick: at. How
1: old are the kids in Stranger Things? Oh, good. No, supposed to be an, They're I'd like mid, about they're, 14 They're, they're middle 13, schoolers 14, yes. yeah. They're teenagers Well, middle schoolers Close. But not high schoolers They're older right. than these kids No, I no. think they're younger They're, they're spo- supposed to be Because there is like a thing They have going with 11 Right where, with, the old, with one of the kids Right Where there's kind of a Yes, you have crushes Right Yes, you have feelings But I just thought That this movie treaded it Kind of weird. Am I wrong? It did because uh, it did, but not
2: in a malicious way. I just think in a misunderstood way. It was a 40, 50 year fifty-year-old dude trying to put himself back into that age. He got a
1: forty-something. Well, he was year old, trying but to then make a kids' adventure show, but you're. But then again, your reference machine is broken because it is literally referencing all movies and music genres over a 50 year time. Yeah, he's referencing shit these fuckers would never know anything about. I just think think that these kids are commenting on. I just think that it was. and And I don't think they don't necessarily have to know about half of it. I mean. If you go back and look at a lot of shows that you watch when you were younger at different ages, did you get all the references? Or if you did, did you see like something was being here's, said? Here's, where I, maybe, maybe, this, maybe, here's maybe. where I think that I this maybe Here's where I think that this movie might be is kind of
2: Here's where I think this movie is different. When you look back at Goonies, that was targeted at 14-year-olds. You look at uh, something like The Explorers, again, targeted at 14-year-olds. You look at all those kid movies from the 80s and the 90s that were targeted at 14-year-olds. Movies we've done a lot of. I think this movie was targeted at 40-year-olds, but we're trying to nostalgically track it back to movies that were targeted at 14 year olds and that's where the disconnect comes from because we're like dude this is targeted at 40 year olds a 14 year old me would not get all this stuff especially when it's being portrayed by 10
1: year olds or 11 year year olds
2: (laughs) they do look younger they look younger than 14
1: yeah at least, you know, when we watch these, the Goonies or these things, they're teenagers.
2: Oh, Andy was like fifteen or sixteen. Uh, I mean, these kids
1: are just—these so kids, like kids look like 16. babies. Yeah. And you're you're putting romantic stuff in there, well, and it's just—and I'll, I'll at least say this. Whereas he actually said, you know, these kids are going to be thirteen and fourteen years old. Get me actors that are thirteen and fourteen years old. So when you look at them, yeah, they're young and they are young. Versus where you say, "Get me these," and they're literally five or six. I was gonna years say older. Josh Brolin. I think was
2: like twenty one when he did Goonies. Yeah, and sure. that's what I'm it's saying. Like a, but then uh... they
1: say they're like five or six years or ten okay. years younger than. I, they... I, I I just you know I I watched a high school movie. Um, I may mention this episode many dozens of episodes on the podcast, but I, I watched a, a recent high school movie. And I just kind of had this revelation, like, you know what, these movies aren't for me anymore. Right. The old ones we grew up with, The Can't Buy Me Loves or The Pretty in Pinks, they have that time capsule nostalgic thing where it takes me back. Okay, I can watch those. But a modern day high school movie for me, I'm watching, it's not really my genre anymore anymore
2: that's what's so weird is that i want i want that genre there is something in me that wants to see a movie made for 14 year olds that references 14 year old things that is just that whole just this is a product for 14 year olds it's the i want to see the next john hughes talking to 14-year-olds. Not was, talking to me. Yeah, and
1: that was kind of the cool thing. Uh, but this isn't it. We were on an airplane last year with the barn smoker. Real quick, I'll get back to the movie. Uh, and I was over in my seat laughing my balls off at a movie. And you guys were like, what are like, what are you watching over there? And I felt bad watching it because on the airplane, <laughs> it was on the airplane movie thing. And there's some Shady shit on there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You always wonder, like, because who else is looking at you? Because it's supposed to be like only you can see it. But I was kind of blockers. Mm-hmm. And it was a movie about teenage girls losing their virginity, but it was from the perspective of both them and, and their the parents. parents who are my age. Right. I mean, John Cena was a parent. Uh, you know, uh, Amy Man or not Amy Man. Uh, Munn. Amy Munn. Is that her name? I know. No. that sounds wrong.
3: No, right, anyway,
1: and I was like, man, this is really funny from a parent perspective on this movie. But that, but it was equally done from the kid's perspective. Right. And I could see teenagers watching that and getting the teenage references. I felt like it was written from a thing that both parents and teenagers right. could relate to. And that's what was so great about it and scary about it. This one, I... She's parents. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's keep moving. Well, speaking, Tut, of the classical uh, score by Ben McCreary, it swells appropriately, this orchestral swell, as the gang teaches Alex to ride his bike. They were walking him down, and they teach this kid... I can speak from experience. It doesn't happen in no. two minutes. <laughs> But it was a nice, it was a nice it, thought. Teach him to ride his bike to was, the cheers and high fives of everyone. They're it, all glad that Alex learned to ride his bike. For now,
2: you've got your first team-building exercise. Maybe he'll learn and something after all from this camping adventure, huh? It's about growth. Let's get some character growth in here.
1: Well, that's nice and all, but when Alex gets a little too cocky and starts doing some moves, he crashes his bicycle, and then when they gather around him to see if he's okay... They see the city of Los Angeles burning up in flames over the horizon. There's air battles still taking place. Skyscrapers are burning from the top down. This ain't good. A title card for the first time appears that tells them it's 68 miles to JPL. Gotcha. They couldn't just make that 69 miles? That's why I'm not making Netflix movies.
3: That well, first of all, I like, the,
2: I like this whole scene. Uh, when the kid crashed I actually laughed out loud on it. I thought it was funny and then I love the cutaway to just the mayhem yeah. that's going on. And they on all they'll me. rush
1: to him and help him. They're they're starting to form a bond here. Right. Oh, and then we cut back to the shot up to the alien that was chasing him at the campsite. Guess what? He's alive again somehow. He got riddled with bullets from that. Well you see the bullets come popping out of him. Yeah. And, and when he, he stands back up. And, and when he, he, he stands up and finds his dead alien dog, he howls up into the sky. He's pissed. He killed his dog. Well, how would he. I mean, what if. I mean, it came out of him. What if it was like. Not his dog. But his it was wife. like his son.
2: You killed my son.
1: Maybe why? that's what their kids look like dogs. Like if the
2: dog came out of him, why couldn't the dog regenerate? The dog, dog like, uh, the dog is dead. The dog is dead. Its
1: regenerative capacity was like it's completely sun. just because it was tiny. It was his son. He didn't, it, have it, uh, ball. You know, it didn't have a chance. They finally arrive at the sheriff's uh. station down at the bottom of the mountain, and it's a smoldering wasteland. Gabriel doesn't want to go inside with the rest of the kids. I'll stay here and watch the bikes. And while that makes no sense, as no one's around to steal the bikes. Uh, giving what's going on you know, okay but Alex senses there's something more to Gabriel's story so he backs him up yeah, we need someone here to watch the bikes I like it we also got a glimpse earlier, remember when Gabriel didn't know how to enter the numbers into the bike locks so he's clearly got a backstory here that we're not 100% in on Um, maybe he's stupid, maybe he's weird we don't know Uh, inside the dark sheriff's office uh, Darius finds a computer printout that tells them nuclear weapons have been authorized for Los Angeles and Asia has been decimated. Yes. That's not good, right, Yes? It is that's not, not good, good. news. Alex discovers a prisoner that's been left in his cell amongst the chaos. And while Zenzen Zen says nobody should be left to die in a cage... Darius argues that if he's locked up, it must be for a good reason. And I'm a black guy saying this. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that, that was funny. Alex,
2: uh, yeah, I don't know if a 14 year old would say that, but it was <laughs> he's funny. He's 12.
1: He's not a teenager.
2: anybody recognize this
1: dude? I did not. The guy in the cell. No. I thought I should. No. Uh, Alex ultimately decides to let the guy free once he promises, he promise you won't hurt us. And the guy says, Look, I have a son out there. And that speaks to Alex. Of course you do. As Lies. he looks at his dead dad's shark tooth necklace. I mean, wristwatch. <laughs> Alex. Just
3: loves that shark tooth <laughs> necklace.
1: <laughs> My dad, Randy West, was just like you.
3: <laughs>
1: eh, Randy West's probably still alive, I imagine. Uh, Is he? Anyway, Maybe Alex drops the keys just outside the cell door And they head out But they're not a few blocks away on their bikes Before they're surrounded by military personnel at gunpoint You should have been evacuated hours ago, boys We're, we're at war, the soldier tells him Darius asks if the aliens have overtaken the biggest and best Mercedes dealership in California That's his dad's business, which he's set to inherit The soldiers do not have intel on that. We don't know if they got that Mercedes dealership. When Alex hands him the key, the soldier, he tells him to get it to JPL and Dr. Fielding. The soldier's eyes light up. He tells him finding that key has been their primary objective and he may have just saved the world. And the gang is all high fives. Hell yeah, they did it! They saved the world. Movie over. Mm. But huh? Movie's over. We're done. Let's We're done. Here. They got the key. Movie's over. No, awesome. no, no. Once the boys in Zen Zen are loaded on an evacuation school bus, the alien fighter ships swoop in and blast the convoy to pieces. The kids scramble out of the bus unharmed, find the mortally wounded soldier who they gave the key to, and he gives it back to Alex, making him swear that he'll get it in the right hands as laser beams and explosions rain down upon them. Again, so smart to not leave the, the kids. The kids' perspective, yeah. Everything we see of this chaos is yes. from the kids. And that's so smart. Budget-wise, but I thought it actually worked story-wise. Oh, uh, no, even that, if, it was it was ideal. I mean, yeah, even, even
2: if you had an unlimited budget, that's the perfect way to do this story-wise.
1: You're all about
2: the kids. I didn't kids. need to Stay go Independence
1: kids. Day with Will Smith down in the goalies and Ships, no. ch- it, it never left, never them. needed that. I'd I love mean, that move. You you could you would at least eat, and this is a great thing. Even when these, when the alien ships were flying in, you saw it from their perspective. It wasn't right. from like you saw the ship coming around a corner. No, you saw it from them. You see it just yeah. flying towards Absolutely. them. Absolutely, the whole time. Uh, I really like that call, um, big time. Uh, real quick, Tut, you've been drinking the humulus the humulus right? yes humulus filius. better with the scar as opposed to the triple or
2: uh, if you're wanting to focus on the cigar taste I would definitely go with the humulus uh, as opposed to the Uh because that triple is just so many flavors so strong coming at you. I wouldn't even
1: say so many flavors? I mean it was malty and, yeah, but they were and, so rich. and spices, but it was so rich. And exactly. so it's like kicking in the I mouth. mean when like, those
2: flavors hit you in the mouth when you take a sip of that. It took the center stage. You're gonna exactly. So in terms of getting out of the way of the cigar, uh, the humulus, the Belgian IPA have you had one yet? Definitely yes, let me
1: have one, please. Can I get one of those purple ones? Yeah, that's nice. No. No, you cannot. Cody, cock blocked you. Beer blocked
0: you.
2: No, you can totally have
0: one. I'm just joking. Just
1: fucking beer blocked me. What kind of friend are you? You need one. We all need one. I'm going to veto you. I'm going to give you one. Yes. I, I work the
2: fridge. You're back to trusted narrator status. Moving on <laughs> to
1: the Lux Mundi. Let's, Lux uh, Mundi. Let, tell us a little bit. The Lux Mundi or... Mundi. Mundi. I say Mundi. I would have I've, said Mundi. I've heard it both ways. I would say Mundi.
2: Actually, Cody is kind of our beer guy, so maybe we should
1: kind of go with what he said. Mundi. Mundi. You know what? I was going to tell you about it, but you know what I was going to <laughs> But wait a minute. He said the La Isla. And, oh... You know, I was correct, by the way. No, you, you were, were not. You not correct. I was totally you're correct. No, you were not. It's La Isla, not Ila. Ila. It's it not is Ila. La Ila cigar. It's La Isla. Madonna's
2: saying La Isla Modina Unconventional Fabian
1: called bullshit on that. All right, but... Tonight <laughs> so is a different night. He is it on. Show them that we're here for What's hard. the Mundi all about? The third beer of the night. The Lux Mundi... Mundy, Mundy. <laughs> sorry, that's it. Had it. I'm sorry. I, I, right, pro- I no, forgot it, I forgot the last ten seconds of our conversation. Its Latin name <laughs> translates out to "light of the world." Oh, yeah, Tut style. Good, good one to go with. Um, uh, but it is also that tracks. You'll notice on the bottom of the bottle it says the Pater's beer or the Father's beer. Pater's beer. Pater's beer. Let's take German. Oh. Okay. German for father. Or Belgian, excuse me. Belgian for Belgian. father. The Belgians hate their fathers. Uh, it is it described as a uh, beer with a beautiful aroma of ripe fruits with hints of citrus, perfumey floral hops, and a faint biscuity malt. Oh, it looks biscuity. A light looks... to medium bodied ale with bright fruity flavors up front. Its impression of sweetness yeah. is balanced by a deliciously clean and dry finish this is traditionally the monks everyday drinking ale it looks biscuity it is biscuity it's, it's, not. it's not it's not biscuity tut is giving thumbs down to the biscuit element the biscuit
2: element not there clean and dry biscuity,
1: finish not biscuit floral
2: floral no i'm not getting floral at all citrusy What a little else? bit what of citrusy <laughs> in your
1: notes there. A
2: hey, little
1: bit of uh, citrusy. I'm going to cross that out because it's completely pointless. <laughs> it, <laughs> anything you said, is. are you getting? <laughs> getting any of it. Nothing. A little bit of persimmon citrus. But this is nice. a Belgian pale ale like the previous beer. Yeah. They're that's what they're, they're both, both considered Belgian pale ales. As? Is it hoppier? It doesn't taste hoppier. Well, the, the a little that, bit of
2: a bitter. Did it's you, a little bit more bitter. a
1: sip. Take a drink. Take a, well, the reason I say not that... You're Aaron Rodgers. Take a, this, take a the, man drink. The Lux is... Take a Brian Erlacher drink. Chug it. Chug it. And I only say that because it's 5.8% ABV and 36 So it's got IBU. a little bit more hoppiness. It's a little bit more bitter than, okay. the, than the other one. But, you're, what are you but getting, not much. What are you getting out of it? It's just beer. Oh, geez. That's He's that's drunk off the triple. That's what happened. I was afraid of that. Are you it's a bit I was afraid by starting with the triple, he'd get loaded, and
2: it's a bit more citrusy than the rest. And he's just but it's not like angry
1: at all beer now.
2: But it's not hardcore. Okay. Kind of really like that triple.
1: Yeah, the triples. I'm glad you gave me the rest of yours. You actually have any more in your? I'll, I'll drink. <laughs> that. You got any more in there? Oh yes, I got a little bit. Oh shit. We'll give it to the guy who's running the show. (laughs) He's just mixing all of the beers together. I think he put some of the orange liqueur in. There's a suicide, people.
3: It's a suicide. Think Aaron Rodgers
1: would do that? No. Think Aaron Rodgers would suicide? No. Only Matt Cade, baby. Only Matt Cade. Uh, Real quick, Tut, you are starting your last third of the La Meridian. Uh, Yackboy, I'm right there, Yakboy. You're. I, I'm actually ahead of you guys for the first time in years. Let's talk while we're price point. Price point. Let's do it. Let's do it now. I don't want Yakboy. Well, from its description and its. It's a Nicaraguan Piro, uh, 5x50. We've been smoking this thing for damn near two hours. Yes. I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go 11. 11 bucks. 10.99. T- uh, you, uh, you son of a bitch. Price is right, asshole. Really, Tina? <laughs> I'm gonna win that wash. You just wait! <laughs> I'm gonna win there. You know what? I'm gonna go. On a limb here, I'm gonna say 1051. Okay. It is 1050. Ah, oh. that's about right. Pretty good price. That's about right. It is. I think it's I think it's priced pretty damn perfectly. I think so. Two hours. Mineral, earth, leather. Uh, the aroma is just phenomenal uh construction's been great uh yeah i'm all for that i think i think it's a good price point i would have really liked for that that initial cocoa sweetness oh
2: man i wish so i wish that would have been yeah. in
1: the actual smoke yeah no that but i mean it, it 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 was still just you know wonderful to to smell that aroma up front because normally, like I said, normally, like, I mean, you know, a lot of the cigars recently, you know, initially it was just, like, you know, a really strong, like, you know, mineral or, or hay aroma. Yeah. Or just earthy. But, I mean, this one, I mean, it was just, it was leather and, and cocoa. I think you got to factor that in yeah. the presentation, man. It's a beautiful cigar. It's got that velvety touch. It gives you the cocoa on the thing. Maybe you don't get the cocoa and the light, but, man, that, that presentation thought it was nice. Get some points there. Okay. Tut uh, and Yaks in the last third. If you get anything else, let me know. But uh, Mineral Earth, Leather uh, are the primary things we got off it. We all got the pepper on the nose. Um, nice cigar. It's a real nice cigar. And I think it paired much better with the beers than the Orange French liqueur. Agreed. agreed alright well we cut to the gang walking through a California wasteland a subtitle comes up San San Gabriel Valley 41 miles to JPL they're slowly trotting their way along as they move along Darius is still bitching and moaning about how these fools almost got him killed and how he should be in Cabo doing jello shots out of somebody's ass cheeks right now Cade style
2: how would he know about that? That sounds like something a fourteen-year-old's gonna say.
1: Sure. Well, I, don't get me wrong. I imagine, as we were at that age, thank you MTV for letting yeah. us know about a world that we didn't know existed. It's true, Spring Break, baby. Yeah. Well, thirty minutes into this chaos, I thought the selfish shtick of Darius was getting a little old. Every damn time they encounter danger, he's all about himself. Enough already. The team player should have taken effect by now, I thought. It's getting a little tiresome. I,
2: I agree. It was right. long in the tooth. At this point. At this point. At this point. They should have done it.
1: Um, well, Gabriel, at this moment, wipes away some tears from his eyes and admits to the group that he was actually in juvie. And escaped into the woods when he came across them that morning. Which Where makes it, no sense because he escaped from Juvie and he was in the woods with perfectly pressed clothes and just walking around like... My Well, my question is, so the Rim of the World Adventure Camp for Children is next door to Juvie? It had to be close. Why not? So he, they wasn't send hungry, these, he wasn't They send these kids to the woods... To be in juvie as punishment, and then the parents are sending their kids to the woods because it's fun! <laughs> Yay! Way to go, single mom. Yeah, once again, he's just ragging on the single mom. Hey, it? I was raised by a single mom. I can, I can, I can do it. I don't think that's not how it works. <laughs> I think I have a license. I think I, 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 think I have a license to say I sure things. Know. I don't. No. no. So
0: right.
1: you're gonna. S- Well, it turns out Gabriel's mom lives right down the street from where they're at in this dilapidated downtown, but even if she's still there, he knows she doesn't want to see him. They burst into his looted apartment anyways, and as they chow down on what's left in the refrigerator, Darius can't believe the carnage his sneakers have suffered throughout this madness. Well, young Darius is a sneakerhead, and how can you care about your shoes in a time like this, Alex? Asks. You know what? You guys are lucky. You don't have friends. It's hard enough out here for a pimp, you know. Got to keep up with the flyest shit, the dopest kicks, tightest whip, baddest chicks, and my friends are like bears. They smell the smallest weakness. They come straight at you, at your neck. That's why I keep these diamonds around my neck. This is such a white guy writing black kid stuff. It made me it sick. Is. Yeah. He's writing Big Tremble Little China. Are you kidding me? You can't uh. write a 12-year-old black kid you're going to write Asian people? Give me a break. I don't think we're going to get anything as classic as Six Demon Bag out of this. Uh, I don't think so. I'm out. Does Darius mean douchebag and Farsi? Alex asks. That was actually kind of funny. What's Farsi? <laughs> Darius asks. It's the language your mom was screaming when you came out of her ass.
3: (laughs) Burn.
2: That's 14-year-old. That was was a nice burn.
1: Again, Todd, these aren't 14-year-olds. They were 11-year-olds. But that was 14-year-old humor. I like it. But these are 11-year-olds talking 14. There's a big gap there. Did you not talk trash at that age? Yes. Say it. Say you didn't talk trash. I talked some trash. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to hear. Well, maybe I got talk trash, too.
3: We (laughs) all did.
1: They ask what sent Gabriel to Juvie, and he tells them he got falsely accused of shortchanging a grocery customer at his mom's work. Remember from the bike locks? He has trouble with numbers when they're spoken to him. And so he clocked the guy, punched him, and his mother didn't come visit him once when he was locked up. That's pretty shitty. They're bonding, boys. They're bonding. So much so they're bonding That ZinZin says, you know what? You can't choose your family, but you can start a new one. Boom. Much like we've done here at the Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Isn't this our new family? Filling the void and the gaps of our genetic families. We find stuff in each other that we're searching for. and uh, You guys are looking at me with Manson lamps. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I got something more out of this group than you guys got. Uh, say, uh, I agree uh, with
2: you. My wife watches this, so I'm not answering this.
1: I'm going to say it. I I reach out and fill the voids of my life with you boys. Loser. <laughs> you don't get to choose your family, but you get to choose your friends. This Do is you. true. I agree with you. you. Which is basically Zen Zen's point. Pretty much. Uh, you and I find gravitas in that statement, Tut did not. Right. Also, Zinzin did say, if you find yourself walking through green you're already all dead.
3: Right. dead. All
1: right, Am it's kind I of dead. It's kind of the way I feel
2: it. If you find yourself in the corner of no right, hope, you know you're what? already dead. You're all. If you find yourself sitting
1: a, in the corner of no hope, with you're Kane obviously and on a different page than and us, Tut Cody. Cody. I'm going to crack that bottle of orange French liqueur open. Let's let our wrists. Blood Brothers, let's do it tonight. That sounds like a just like a threat. But I'm going to drink more of this orange liqueur. We're all drinking from the bottle of can orange Can we do liquor. it? Y'all can. I'm not slitting my wrist. I don't think it's going to sanitize gonna go anything.
3: anything. It's going it. to
1: attract ants. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, there will be. That is such a 40-something-year-old guy. Well, we could break that open of uh, French liqueur open. It's going to bring ants. <laughs> smells like goddamn high C. Ants are going to be all over this place. Do you still want to do the blood, brother? No, no, no. no. Even I'm like, that's all i do that. I don't want ants. For you northerners listening, ants in Texas are bad. Fire bad ants. They're fire ants. They're terrible. We don't call them fire ants because they're bright orange. We call them fire ants because they feel like suck. fire when they bite you. So we're not gonna do a blood ritual tonight where we all become blood brothers. Didn't we already do that? I thought we did, maybe back in episode fifty uh, something. I think so. Did we slit our wrists and do blood brother stuff? Though? Not so craziness. Where did I get this scar from? <laughs> I, think, I, think I, we, don't, I, I don't. Know
3: I think anymore. we already did I've this. I've
1: got the okay,
2: Deathgasm uh, logo <laughs> just kind of etched
1: there. Oh, was the Deathgasm oh, episode. All right, brothers in steel. I can't
2: remember. that one? I
1: well, doc- I
2: know the doctor and I did. Well, Zen
1: Zen kind of takes a bed at uh, Gabriel's mom's house and says she doesn't mind if someone sleeps in the bed with her. They're only like an
2: 11-year-old thing to say. There are
1: only two beds in this house. There's no couches, apparently. As opposed to the floors. Or floors. So the guys decide they don't want to cock-block Alex as he obviously has the strongest connection to her. So they all change into some weird PJs and Darius. They're wearing they onesies I'm sorry. It's almost as if they have the butt flap as well. I'm sorry, I thought Gabe Earl's mom was a douchebag who didn't she has an ample supply of just ready to go night nights. Everybody has night nights. Everybody has clean, fresh night nights. <laughs> Darius... She cared nothing about me, but yeah, she has so many just children's clothes. All of the press just. I peeped. love the fact that we just called them night nights. <laughs> they are night nights. <laughs> Well, Alex. Darius and Gabriel take a bed, which sucks for Gabriel because Darius has uh, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. He's snoring out the ass. <laughs> you're really? He's, you're like 14. 12, 12 and he has sleep Get that boy a CPAP machine. And it's not a- age-related. And Alex slides uncomfortably into zin bed. I'm sorry. I'm so uncomfortable watching this. Well... Because she's like, you know, one of you can share my bed. And they're like, we're not going to cock-block you, bro. These are 10-year-olds talking about cock-blocking, and it's weird. This is a huge mistake in this movie. Yes, but then again, no, it wasn't. Because it the yeah, same kinda, age, we were all thinking about was it. Was I at 10? At 14, not at, you're you not t- These fuckers aren't 14. Why do the kids keep getting they're younger? They're supposed to be. Are they? I think so. Are they supposed to be 14 because they look I like they're 12? So they're supposed to be like 13, 14 I think, year think
2: old. that we're at the age to where 13 and 14-year-olds look like 8-year-olds. But
1: think back to when you were that age.
2: I don't know what I, 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 I just went back to. I just went back to school and I'm looking at 21-year-olds that look like memory. they're
1: 17-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get... Look. I, I'll give a I'm, n- I'm not saying like my recollection is perfect. Thanks, alcohol. But yes, <laughs> at
2: 14 year olds, you damn straight, we're talking about cock blocking and trying all right. to get into somebody. well, in bed I guess these,
1: these 11 year olds are 14 all of a sudden for you guys. <laughs> you guys are like the white guy going through customs with Zen. Zen. No, of course not. It was totally total. Well He's totally total Alex, <laughs> <starts>, <laughs> Alex immediately you see the starts Alex immediately
2: starts in the eyes.
1: Twelve year old Alex immediately starts playing with his Rubik's Cube to settle down his adolescent heart on. But Zen Zen then grabs his hand and whispers that she's glad it was him that took her bed. That's a weird and everyone mind. falls asleep. That's weird, dude. These they look like babies. They are babies. This is also our perspective changing Okay, maybe it's a You know, if you're listening to this, maybe respond like You guys are weirdos, like this is normal I don't know Maybe I'm just They're just 13, 14 year olds Sexually blossoming
2: It's totally cool, it's alright Everything's great
1: They're all all finally (laughs) They're all finally sleeping Until that is a crashing noise Wakes them up in the middle of the night
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan When they
1: go outside the apartment to investigate, which, maybe just stay in the apartment? They're surrounded by mask-wearing extremists with guns. But guess what, Yax? What? These guys' leader is Lou, the guy that Alex threw the jail keys back at at the base of the mountain. Remember him? Lou. Who could have imagined it? He let him escape. (laughs) Well, Lou doesn't see why anybody needs to be hurt. He doesn't see why anybody needs to be hurt tonight.
2: Nobody needs to be hurt.
1: But he does demand that Alex hand over the keys he's wearing around his neck. The key that can save the planet. Why would he want that key? Could it have some value? It could. But also it points out once again that humanity's ultimate enemy... Is humanity. Is humanity.
2: It's good sci-fi, actually.
1: You see, Lou knows that the key is extremely valuable, and he wants it. You can give me that key, or I can cut off your head and take it off the stump. But I trusted you, Alex says. Alex says, but I trusted you. To which Lou says, the cemetery is full of people who trusted me. It's a good line. It's actually a good line. It's a really it's a good line. I think it was stolen. I think I've heard that line somewhere else. After I, th- it. I actually kind of think it. Yeah, I kind of think so. What are you talking about? This whole movie was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he approaches Alex with his big ass knife, but out of nowhere, our favorite big ass alien suddenly appears, takes out Lou and all of his hoodlums, like that. Gabriel lures the alien into the covered apartment pool with his glow sticks and drowns his ass under the, the tarp that's covering the pool, seemingly. Way to go, Gabriel. Took some initiative. He was smart. The boys and Zen Zen then run off once again. Okay. Well, shit is getting intense, and now's a perfect time to introduce our second cigar. Okay. The Sandoro... Colorado by Villiger. Okay. It is a five by fifty robusto. I'm imagining. Uh, the wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano Colorado shade. Binder Nicaragua, filler Nicaragua. Um, from our friend, our good friends and partners over at Famous Smoke Shop, I learned this. Sandoro Colorado cigars are from Villiger, the world's fifth largest cigar company and they're doing this in partnership with Oliva Cigars in Nicaragua who blended and handcrafted this super premium cigar selection to the highest of standards. The brand's name comes from the Latin words Christopher Columbus used to describe the dried leaves smoked by the Tiano Indians T-A-I-N-O Taino he killed them off on his famed 1492 voyage to the new world Uh new world save the world beers Uh Indorum sana sancta which translates to the healing the holy healing plant of the Indians or sandoro for short the blend consists of Nic- Nicaraguan long fillers and binders seamlessly rolled in a stunning Ecuadorian Habano Col- Colorado wrapper leaf. Let's set it on fire, shall we, boys? First of, I of all, I'm getting uh, super sweetness off the cold. There one.
2: is some sweetness yes, there. I almost definitely. think that it was a little bit cocoa, but it's not as pronounced oh, as that so last
1: one. It's so sweet. But
2: there is some sweetness coming to it. I'm kind of curious as what Colorado shade is. Is this our first encounter with Colorado. I think we may shade. have had it
1: before. It is a shade of wrapper, much like Oscuro or Maduro. Uh, the Colorado is a certain shade of brown, uh, a category of, uh, of cigar wrap. It's, it, it's a shade. Um, this. Because like when
2: you say like well, Connecticut shade or Connecticut product. Look at leaf. this bad
1: boy. It is not a Maduro. It's not dark black. Right. It's not dark brown. Right. It's also not like our last cigar, uh, milk chocolate light brown. It is a solid dark brown, shiny. It doesn't have that velvety. It's kind of rustic. It's a little uh, bit rustic. A little, little bit, bit rustic rough. on the on the on the field. Yeah. It's but uh, it's it's a it's a it's a dark brown. I, I always equivalent Colorado between natural and Maduro. Um, it's, it's, okay. a, a, it's a darker brown without going full-blown dark. Okay. So
2: what's the difference between Connecticut shade and Colorado? Like a Connecticut broadleaf or a Colorado?
1: Sure. Uh, Connecticut is... I associate Connecticut rapidly with a much lighter... A
2: little bit lighter. A lighter okay.
1: brown shade. Um Whether it's Ecuadorian Connecticut or Connecticut, Connecticut, um, this is the void in between those. Okay. Um But yeah, Man, I'm I'm
2: kind of curious. I need to go back through my notes to see whether we've done a Colorado. I don't think because so. the first that's the first time I've. It's the first time yeah, I remember it, coming across that it's name. It
1: strictly uh, has to do with the color of the of the wrapper. It's it's not from Colorado. It's not grown as, in Colorado. It's just
2: well, it's like weird because it's like you know, there's there was actually a, I know a bill that was uh, proposed in the Connecticut legislature that was like trying to outlaw anybody using the Connecticut brand for their leaf, like. You couldn't call uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut Ecuadorian Connecticut because there was kind of like bourbon. They were like saying it had to be grown in Connecticut for them to use the Connecticut moniker. I never heard that. I don't think it passed. Uh, So I was like, I've never heard of anything using the Colorado moniker. So I was just kind of like, is that regional or
1: is it just... It is a color of shade. And I got to tell you, upon early... The, the first few puffs after that sweet cold draw.
2: Yeah. What you got to go in there?
1: Nice spice on the retro hail and a really nice leather profile on the draw. Um, really nice. I got
2: you on that leather on the on the draw profile,
1: and there is something else going on in the retro hill besides the spice. I am um, give me a little bit. Um, we'll get back to it. You guys are just lighting up. We'll get back to it. Uh, we have all uh, we're all now drinking the. Or you and I are drinking the Monday. You you did not like the Monday. I did not like the Monday. So uh, you gave it to me. Yeah, I just I'm drinking your Monday. You are.
2: I, there was something about it I don't know. Maybe it was just coming after the the triple which was so robust. Uh even with the
1: uh No, I thought I thought the humulus or whatever it was was a nice step down from the triple. I thought I thought it was a nice downshift. Uh the the Mundy is what is the Mundy, Yax? The Mundy are we even
2: saying that right? Is it the Mundi? According to Yax, it's the Mundy. It's so light. Yeah,
1: it just... It's so light, and it's a little bit skunky. I thought so. I just... Uh... These are both Belgian pales, correct? I believe so. Yes, they are. And I... I mean, the way they describe the two... I mean, like I I mentioned earlier, I mean, they're both almost... The description is they're both like medium body, but it's... I mean... I would describe I the Monday fi- I as... I didn't find the Monday I would, medium I would find body lightened body. Lightened body is yeah, right. Absolutely. And they both say they say both say they're like medium body, and I'm like no, no. no it, it is very light lightened body, and it's very. Uh, it's got a skunky odor and a little bit hoppier than just a little bit well, bitter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is supposed to be hoppier. It's a little bit hoppier than the than the the humulus. Am I saying that right? Yeah, That's weird sure. ass names. Uh... Yeah, I don't like it either. Todd, I think you're right on this one. Yeah,
2: I just... I wasn't a fan at all.
1: Those hops don't bring it up to the level of an IPA guy like me. Like, I like it. Uh, There's no noticeable... There's a little bit of citrus there. Um... But Which is weird, because in the IBU aisles, is below 50, and all beers below 50 are worthless.
0: But,
2: but, but what's weird is that in the aisles, the Monday sold out, like, hotcakes. I mean, it was gone. They literally restocked it two days before I got there, People like it was the Monday, gone. Huh? Yeah, I mean, right. it just it doesn't make sense to me, no, because I didn't like it. Yeah, right.
1: they're a bunch of idiots that don't know what they're drinking. Um, all right. Um, I, I'm upon first light. I'm, I'm digging the cigar. I'm, I'm getting really nice spice on the nose. Uh, it's more of a jalapeno spice than the pepper from the previous cigar. Um,
2: really nice. Kind of a really nice leather.
3: Kind of a
2: lemon from somewhere. And I don't know where it's coming. I don't know where it's coming from.
1: I'm getting really nice leather on the draw
0: it's leather
1: I don't know where to place the it's a peppery something I don't know what it yeah. is blow it out your it nose it, man it's pure it's... jalapeno it's, 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 a, it's a pepper spice uh, a vegetable pepper spice on the nose and uh, it goes well with the leather I'll come back I promise. Okay. Um, So let me find my place in my notes. Lou. Alien killed Lou. Uh, Lou, the guy that they uh, broke out of of jail. Okay, thank you, Tut. Um, Well, they... The aliens took care of his. The alien took care of his ass, and then Gabriel took care of the alien's ass in the pool, and then everyone ran off once again. They, these, these kids run a lot. The next morning, we see the gang is in quote East Los Angeles with 12 miles to JPL. They're close to their goal. They're still trucking along with firefights going on in the sky above them. They can't understand how the alien that they saw shot to shit back at the campsite could possibly still be chasing them. But Alex explains that to survive atmospheric reentry, he must have just... That's why I'm with the doctor here. Amazing regenerative properties. His regenerative properties are
3: off the charts.
1: Uh, and they all look at him like, what? What? And he says, you know, like, Wolverine? And they're like,
3: oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Right,
0: yeah, okay. gotcha. We, we get
2: that kind of makes sense, but it doesn't make sense that Alex
1: would know all this. I would just have assumed it was a completely different alien, because the, all these aliens have to look the same. If I were these kids, I'd be like, well, that guy died. This is a new alien coming at us. They, yeah, why not? Why not? But no, they somehow recognize it's the same fucking alien coming after him uh they're smarter than me okay but here's where darius makes some sense he says it's like marley and me or the beethoven movies or john wick that alien's pissed about his dog we killed and he wants revenge kind of makes sense and he's right it's a valid hypothesis but when Darius then challenges Alex's leadership For letting Lou out of the cell in the first place Alex counters with this Sometimes you do the right thing And it doesn't work out That doesn't mean it wasn't worth doing His, dog ta- his dad taught him that And he never knew what it meant until right now Yax Why do all these movies play so big a plot point On a dead dad's influence? Every one of these movies places such a fucking huge thing on a dead dad. In my experience, boys, a dead dad or an absent dad is usually dead or absent for a reason. And you probably shouldn't be weighing any big-time planet-saving moves on this dead guy's wisdom. where to get him? He's dead or he's not there. Yeah, but... If he was so smart, he'd be there. All right. First Or is that, of all, all, or is no, that just me working out my personal shit? That,
2: that's you know? working out your personal shit. But
1: I will say this. Tell me at a single time, in any instance, that you can remember where someone, myself right now, you know, my dad told me one time, your ears will literally perk up. Everybody,
0: ears because you had
1: a good dad. Well, no, 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 no. Even have a without guy that, Kate, your too... ears perked up. Even tell me if that it was they a... didn't, dude. Even even because if... I know your dad. Well, no, even, no. Even but if it was a horrible, me, even regardless, Even regardless if... of you no, know, you don't know my dad. You do know my dad, regardless. Someone says that you're you're eating dinner with the family. At, you know, restaurant, table next to you, some dude. You know, my dad told me one time, your ears literally it will doesn't, perk up.
2: Here's the, here's the scary thing. It doesn't have to be a good dad. If your dad said, you know what, if you're not first, you're last, you're going to be going, fuck yeah, that makes sense.
1: I don't know what it is. It just is. If you say that phrase... Everybody literally. Mm, mm. It's
2: a it's, it's a little bit patriarchal. I mean, you can say you it know. Is, but my it, mom once told me, and people have the same same type
1: of reaction. Must be good. Mom, yeah. sage advice.
2: But at the same time, we're not talking about like an absent father. We're not talking about a deadbeat father. We're talking about.
1: Can't get into it because we haven't got there yet. Maybe his dad was drunk and that's why he burned up. Because he was so drunk he couldn't stand it, up. Well, like was
2: I he said. drunk dad?
1: Could have been drunk dad. In
2: reference to uh, uh, freaking Talladega Nights. If you're not first, you're last. It doesn't matter if, if you're a good what's his dad. his face
1: had been referencing right. drunk dad when he was trying to All chug right. that beer. Well, Dar- he wasn't. Well, Darius calls bullshit. Why is that on us to save the earth? And Gabriel, Gab, Gabriel, 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 Gabriel's girl, Gab, Gabriel's boy. Yes. Gabriel tells him he couldn't possibly understand Darius, as he's been handed everything his whole goddamn life, which leads naturally to another fistfight, where Gabriel and Darius start beating the shit out of each other until Zen Zen steps in and breaks it up. Turns out Dr. Fielding is trying to contact them through Morse code on the radio. Suddenly they have, with no explanation how they got it. No, well, they, they picked it up from the uh, army guys. When they were fleeing the oh, whole... did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, did you even
2: watch this?
1: So that explains that. But B, how does Dr. Fielding know to contact
2: them... At all. He's just trying to contact anybody. He's just sending out Morris Code to whoever's listening.
1: All right. Well, I didn't know how they had the radio. I'll give you that where he's just trying to. Con- okay.
2: And I like the fact that they didn't be like, that's Gary- Morris Code. I studied Morris Code no, in the Boy Scouts. No, no. He's saying this. Obviously, Alex is a dork. He knows how to. Read this shit No he doesn't even know What it's saying He's just saying Obviously he's trying To communicate with somebody I thought that was A nice touch Because a lot of movies Would have been like Oh I studied Morse code In the Boy Scouts And this is what it says And they never went into What it said Or anything okay. like that Well then Both well, my points They would have, ha- ha- they would have, are have shot.
1: pointed that out In the 24 screen <laughs> Viewing room That he also had A little Morse code thing Off on the side Exactly and Okay. Well you guys I I didn't see how they got this radio. And radio you guys, you guys and picked that up and now he's no he longer, had an you're no longer original Marconi my, radio. I'm no longer a trusted narrator. No. No. My my cover's blown. You're done. Shit. All right. Well Darius and Gabriel apologized to each other. Turns out Darius's car dealership dad was headed to jail soon for like embezzlement or or whatever. I guess. His life ain't so peachy as it seems. And they all head off. You know what, Gabriel, you were in juvie. My dad's going to jail. We all got problems. The tires of my Mercedes SUV was filled with cocaine. I thought it was kind of rushed, but okay. (laughs) Sure.
3: A little bit rushed. Um...
2: So do I do the Mundy or the Green Label? Dude, go Green
1: Label. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. do not do Mundy. Alright. Where do they go, you ask? Well, to the Elysian Mall. As it was... Of course. Remember, Zen Zen mentioned Elysium earlier at the beginning of the movie. So the gang changes into some the They break into the mall. Dawn of the Dead or any good Apocalypse it movie. Was, yeah, yeah. They go into the mall. They steal some Adidas gear. Change Fucking into, 80s style, change, man. Change into some tracksuits. 80s style. Uh, I need a bottle opener. There you go. Uh, and it's also revealed here that Zen Zen came all the way to the Rim of the World Adventure Camp because her dad wanted a son and he rejected her because she was not a son. I that's guess. Big, that's a big thing in China.
2: Is it? I guess. Yeah, no, it is. Well, I mean I knew it was us for our age. I don't know if it's still relevant now, but Are they
1: still dealing with that? Oh yes. Okay. It's still a huge difference. They would have all boys if they could. Well unfortunately their laws and their Gotta have social mores have not one hundred percent caught up. It has changed somewhat, but there's still a Gender bias. He wants to say something. I'm not saying anything. Say I'm not saying anything. It. Say it, yeah. say Somebody's yeah. got to work the rice paddies. You think it's a worker class thing?
2: Oh, no, they it's, want, just, it's just a patriotical society thing. They want worker
1: boys.
3: No,
2: I mean it's... You want inheritance boys. It's the same thing with like, you know, Western royalty... It's got to be passed down to a boy. Forget that your daughter is just as capable. It has to be passed down to a boy.
3: Okay. All right.
2: But I'm no expert on Asian culture. Just want to throw that Again, out Again,
1: we can all agree dads suck. No, we don't. We're all in agreement? Dads suck? No, yeah. we're not. And I will say Alex's that dad Jin Jin. sucks. Her dad sucks. Alex's, Alex's dad doesn't suck. Darius's dad is a criminal. He sucks. He's a criminal, but he, I mean, he still G- loves his boy. We don't know Gabriel because he only talked about his mom. We don't know anything about his, his dad. His dad was history. He split. He sucks. Mm-hmm. Probably. He might suck. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, dad sucks. So this movie no. is being is negative an on dads No, we're not. We're not anti So this movie is being negative towards dads.
2: No,
3: I
1: think it is. No, the would da- you not be against that? I'm done. No, I'm pro anti dad. No. How does it make you feel as a dad? We're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, these bears have brought nothing. <laughs> I, I, no humble son, no I, light of the world. I just thought Alex's dad died. We don't know why quite yet. Uh, Darius's dad is a criminal. Uh, Zhen dad doesn't want him. She had to flee to another continent because her dad was such an asshole. True. Which also Gabriel's the dad. Question, how right? did he she wasn't even flee? The, he wasn't even in the picture. She's like a genius. No, never Gabriel's dad wasn't even in the picture. It's just him, and his mom. I think mean, the the. The movie and he hasn't. An You're being too un-
2: hard on Alex's dad. Alex's dad is
1: dead. And Gabriel hasn't. An oh, 1950s- oh, and he gave. Oh, and gave his life, which we haven't gotten there yet. And they spent his entire insurance policy on those 24 fucking computer monitors and his yeah, kids. Yeah, they were did. Yeah, they did. Not a college fund or something that could benefit the kid later in life. Here's your nerd empire. Trust me. That dude's die- that dude's going to get his scholarship. So, once again, TNCC is dad sucks.
2: No, but we are pro 24 monitors on a display wall. Speaking to you.
1: Zenzen Zen then sets fire to the camp brochure that she's held in her hand for how many years? She's already been there, done that. And when Alex says, what are you doing? That's what brought you here. She says, yes that's what brought me here but that selfie we took back at Gabriel's apartment when they are all eating food and partying that's why I'm staying I found my new family there's a brief dance off scene where the gang shuffles around to Nelly's it's getting hot in here which again I saw Tut really enjoying actually no Uh, and then they mount their new stolen bicycles from the mall and ride out of the Elysian Mall. But Alex hits his brakes when he sees a 1973 Mach 1 Ford Mustang in the parking lot. Just like his dad, his dead dad drove. A vehicle that vintage, a vehicle so vintage that no computers or the electromagnetic nuclear thing could possibly affect the magnetic pulse will not affect anything in this old ride. Wrong. Battery. Tut, Cody, bullshit. 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 The battery. It still have a battery. It still has a battery. that. still has
2: to power your distributor. still has to go with the alternator. So the
1: electromagnetic pulse Maybe by not the not nuclear blast in the it, sh- it is still destroyed. affect the battery. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: The battery has to be completely unplugged. And even then, I don't, I'm not sure whether it would or not. So That's the movie, yeah. the move fucked up. I think so.
1: Anything that's gonna pass an electrical current. Correct. Okay. I did. I don't know this kind of stuff. So okay, all right, that's cool. Um. Well, guess that. Guess what? Despite there being keys left in the ignition. Of course. Story armor. Alex doesn't know how to drive stick. But Zenzin does. I thought
2: that was a fun So they race style. off
1: to Straight Outta Compton by N.W.A. The clean version. Did you notice they dropped all the I did curse words I out of it? I totally did. Which is weird because
2: these kids have been cursing the entire movie. Why is it the clean
1: version and why is this song playing for these kids? And here's where it I makes come no in. sense.
2: Here's where I
1: come in. It's playing in. for you. This no. Exactly.
2: This is where everything to me falls apart. I can kind of relate to the kid going, this is the car my dad drove. I'm sorry, your dad drove an obscure car. I'm sorry, a 73 Fastback is pretty fucking obscure. All right,
1: And it's sitting there in the mall parking to lot? To the fact, exactly, that it's just sitting there the Everything else that. is burning wreckage and debris, and somehow nothing has touched this vehicle.
2: Alright, so they're... they're it's the only car in
1: one piece in the parking lot. Alright, right.
2: so Jin Jin is doing donuts in the parking lot, straight out of Compton is going, Ice Cube is spitting out fucking lyrics. And yes, I do love this scene in terms of the whole thing. They're all head bobbing to the beat. It's just, it's a great little moment that is so out of sync with fourteen-year-olds. There's not a fourteen-year-old who's year just going to be like
1: Twelve year
2: bobbing their head to straight out of Compton Twelve while they're olds. driving a seventy-three-year-old or a seventy-three Mustang. I'm sorry, it's just
1: not going to work. I think it's the just, fact. Take it from 14, which these kids
3: are. 12. I,
1: I
2: understand. I understand the look thing. But even say that they were 14 year olds, and you were like, "Cade, in all of his wisdom, says yes, There are 14 year olds." If you put fourteen year olds in this scene with straight out of Compton blasting in a seventy three fastback, it still doesn't make a fucking bit of sense. It is totally targeted at me and it just doesn't it doesn't sink. It's just not it's stupid. there's something
1: weird about this. Yeah. It doesn't it yes. doesn't gel. Yes, it doesn't gel. Because one, they're not fourteen, they're twelve. Which is a okay, different get over that shit. No, it's even weirder when you. We've done like two and a half
2: hours. We've done two and a half hours of these kids don't look like thirteen and fourteen. All right, just get past that shit. All right, so they're thirteen and fourteen year olds. Even if there are thirteen and fourteen year olds, their actions and the music and the styles and the dialogue just doesn't sync up with even fourteen year olds. This
1: scene makes no sense. It doesn't. And. For some stupid reason, the director is like, we'll put in... Straight but I still liked it. We'll put in for Straight Outta I knew you were dancing in your... Oh, hell yeah, miles I was like, Straight Outta Cop, too. Oh, yeah. For some stupid reason, the director thought this was a good move. And... You know who's not stupid, boys? Who's not stupid? That's right, Yak Boy. Our good, very smart, <laughs> not stupid friends over at Drew's Date. Okay. Tell me. Tobacco special Cigars are made by the non-stupid, almighty Drew Estate, the same folks who brought you Liga Privada. Yes. Absolutely. Undercrown? Yes. Nicarustica? Oh, yeah. And much, much more.
3: Uh,
1: Your choice of either extra dark Connecticut broadleaf or natural Connecticut shade wrappers, envelope, envelope, a Sumatra binder, and a Nicaraguan Criollo filler leaves. Before aging, the cigars are slowly,
3: slowly,
1: infused with Nicaraguan estate-grown coffee. The smoke is medium to full-bodied, depending on the wrapper you choose. It's rich tobacco flavors, commingling with the unmistakable aroma of coffee and some sweetness. I'm a fan, and you will be too. Seek them out. Yes. Cody, did I use that term commingling right? You did. You did indeed. Did I okay. use that word unmistakable right?
3: In fact, you did.
2: So, Nailed it. in the whole theme of this movie that doesn't understand or we can't figure out exactly what target audience it's trying to isolate, here's where Drew Estate beats the fuck out of Mick G with a baseball bat. Tell me. When Dura estate releases a cigar, they understand their target market for that taste profile. When they're going after the tobacco, they're going after tobacco cigar lovers and coffee lovers. They're going after a target market that loves tobacco and loves coffee. And so they Correct. release the tobacco that's just targeted for that audience. They're not releasing a Perique tobacco. They're not releasing a, you know, whatever tobacco. They're not doing a wine-infused or a floral-infused for that audience. It is tobacco and coffee for that audience.
1: target audience.
2: And they've also, you know, I mentioned the floral audience. I mean, they've got cigars that are just for that type of infused type deal. They understand their target audience, and this is the product they're delivering for that Target audience, McGee? Dude, I don't know who your target audience is. He's reaching
1: for. I this. think it's me. He's reaching for the stars, man. Anybody, love me, love me, Dude, everyone. It kind of is. Just anybody who'll like me, please do. That's what I'm getting.
2: Kind of.
1: Yeah, me too. Give me cigar? I like it. I like it, too. Uh, it's, it's a very, uh, not nearly as much as our previous cigar. It's a very subdued flavor profile. Um, just kind of leather and... Yeah, the
2: only thing I'm really picking up is that leather. You got leather? Yeah, even on the Retro Hill,
1: I'm not picking up much more than just straight leather profile. Leather and a little bit of spice on the nose, man. That's what that's what this is. But for the, you know, for what it is, construction's great. The ash has been holding great. Um, I'll come back to the price point on this one. Okay. Uh, it's burning much faster than the previous one. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. Uh, it's a fast-burning, robusto. Um. All right. Well, so the gang squeals through the city streets, avoiding turnover cars. For Zen, Zen who's a very, apparently very well versed in the stick shift.
2: Oh my god, she's an expert driver.
1: She's squealing, avoiding turnover cars and whatnot with ease. The film's production budget was adequate. Here's what I here's what I don't get. This stuff is production budget. I see the money on screen. Why did you skimp so much on the CGI monsters? Why did you skimp so much on the CGI aliens? Like, this stuff, like, big apocalyptic shit, but you have these aliens that look like they're out of a video game. Well,
2: mainly because you just paid my boy Shane a shit ton of money to be a DP
1: on this. Well, even the CGI. Yeah, you're paying for was... talent. McGee isn't cheap. The DP isn't cheap. But I, I mean, some saying, of, some of the they're... scenes it's like one step above stop motion. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, and 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 the CGI is pretty bad. The alien stuff is 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 video gaming. It's
2: passable. It's a step above video gaming, in my opinion. But yeah,
1: it's not great. Well, she's zooming around all this stuff It's about
2: two steps above Sci-Fi Channel
1: Yeah, Eh, one step I watch an embarrassing amount of (laughs) Sci-Fi stuff Uh, She's zooming around all these obstacles Until that is, their old alien Friend jumps on the hood of the car And starts terrorizing Them big time He punches through the roof They shake him off, but he keeps coming back He's incredibly fast. Until, like they finally, arms. until they finally crash into the side of a high bridge and send the car, which they tumble out of just in time. Uh, yeah, they jump out of the car. And the alien uh, down below gets crushed underneath the car in a sewer canal. But, and this sucks, Alex realizes that the key around his neck, he's been holding all his time, the Excalibur key, Came loose and it's now down in the canal with the Crash Mustang and the wounded alien. One, of course it is
2: for plot. Two, am I the only one who thought this was the same sewer canal from Terminator 2?
1: very similar. Or last action here. Well, they're supposed to be in Los Angeles. And they are. The Los Angeles they, River. They
2: all look the same. Do they? Yes. Because yeah. I was just like, the only, when that car—it looks like T two or Last Action Hero. You know, yeah. See. When the car came off, I was thinking T two.
1: It's a big goalie. It's yeah. What are you gonna do? Darius man's up. He says it's his turn to take one for saving the planet, and after a hug for support from Alex, he heads down there. Where did go, go,
2: Darius? Finally, we get character development yeah. on Darius.
1: An hour and ten minutes into the film. He retrieves the key from the car, but not before being sliced open by the wounded alien crushed under the car. But despite his wound, he scrambles off, rejoins his friends, key in hand. Zen Zen asks Alex in Mandarin to kiss her, so they'll be together forever. But it turns out, our little nerd friend doesn't know his Chinese so well. He blows it. Uh, boo-hoo to him. It's a moment lost. And I was okay with that because they're kids and they yes. shouldn't be kissing anyway. Uh, but they, we, uh, subtitle pops up. They're now in Pasadena, 1.7 miles away from JPL. In fact... A few minutes later, they see the JPL building in the distance. The building is totally destroyed, but Dr. Fielding is still communicating with them via Morse code on the radio. Which, I'm sorry, to me, I thought it made no sense. I didn't know how they got that radio. You guys saw it. Yeah. But it turns out his blood from his dripping hand is... Tapping on the radio, and I thought that was good. Dr. uh, Fielding is dead.
2: I thought that was a really good touch. He
1: is is a dead duck. So they march forward. When they enter the crumbled down NASA building and find Dr. Fielding dead, they immediately disband. I didn't get this at all. We're a nerd, a criminal, an orphan, and a joke. Let's just go our separate ways. So they all start to, like, just. We went all this way and let's just split up didn't understand that one bit and they start to split up until Zen, Zen lights up some glow sticks and all of a sudden they decide alright we'll stay together okay okay that makes sense to me because they're kids kids like glow sticks and college students but they were like yeah you know what let's just get out of here oh shit she's got glow sticks here we go Okay. suddenly a military general pops up on the computer monitor and he says that despite them having the Excalibur key they're too late, nothing can be done the world's ending sorry boys but Alex the nerd says no they didn't travel halfway across California and upheld their promise to the dead soldier to just be told no so then the general changes his tune I also like how the fact that it's a halfway, He went 70 miles. (laughs) The second largest state in America? On any other day, that would have been less than... But, dude, the general changes his tune. All of a sudden, he just told him there's no hope. Oh, okay. Uh, You need to restart the emergency generators in the basement exactly four seconds apart, and maybe we got a shot at this. Worst general ever?
2: Well, I kind of see what they were doing here. He was pretty much saying, when he was when he was telling them, no, don't worry about it. He was basically like, dude, you're a bunch of fucking kids. You can't yeah, do but this the shit. The kids
1: like, no, we can do
2: this. Like, all right, well, no, nah, well, fuck it. Let's do it. Here's how we the world.
1: It's the worst general ever. This guy sucks. Or the general would say, you know what? I'm going to marshal all of the forces I can within that area to get to JPL
2: and do this shit.
1: That'd be great, but you know what? All of our forces have been decimated. It's just me in a bunker. There's nobody left.
3: (laughs) The world is doomed!
1: I I just don't... TNCC style, I don't give a shit. Doom! So Zen Zen volunteers for the job, but not before kissing Alex on the cheek and telling him that his father would be proud. He even gives her his shark tooth necklace. He doesn't have a shark. I'm name. sorry, his wristwatch. His wristwatch. His wristwatch. <laughs> My father, Randy West, wants you to wear this. Turns out the key that Major Collins gave them contains the coordinates of the invisible alien mothership in high orbit. And using the Excalibur protocol, which was originally designed to shoot down Russian missiles, they can maybe stop this invasion at the source. But they'll need to realign the satellite on the roof and do some other highly techno shit that these kids would never realistically be able to do. True. But this is where we're watching a movie. Yeah, that's right. Story armor. But Alex agrees to go up on the roof and readjust the satellite. It's my turn. I can't wait to see how he readjusts that satellite. It's my turn to save the world. Despite his fear of heights... If I die, tell Zin Zin I love her. No, wait. Tell her I'm into her. I don't want to scare her off with the L word. You know what? Just tell her. They're like, just go. Get your ass out there. It's your turn. And as he runs off, we cut to the car wreck where the alien is pressing the Mustang off himself, breaking free of the wreckage. oh That damn healing it's, factor. This fucker really is avenging his dog. John Wick nice, style. You know what? He's the John Wick of I aliens. want to think that we could get along with the because they love their dogs as much as we love our dogs. <laughs> that is true. There's common ground. There is common ground here. I love my dog. Well, so Zen Zen does her job and restarts the facility's generators four seconds apart as instructed. I also like how a 12-year-old knows how to know what a generator look, switch looks like. She's Zen Zen. Sends in rocks. The boys... What, did she work in heavy industry in the, China? Yes. The boys, did. She did. She probably did. The, <laughs> the boys insert the key into the computer, but the general tells them, none of this matters until Alex readjusts the satellite on top of the building. Remember, back to the zip line, Alex has a big problem with climbing ladders. He and, don't like heights. No, he doesn't. Well, Alex gets up there, despite his fears once he realigns the satellite by kicking it a few times with his Adidas sneakers. <laughs> just That's the that's alignment. That's how you align it. That's just the kick alignment. it.
2: And he kicked it just in the right place.
1: It had to be precise. Kick it. If he had said you, the satellite uh, the dish has to be aligned uh, to west. It would be different if he had a compass <laughs> and was like kicking it no, into he the west position. Let me just make kick it the face sh- a different direction. Now it's the gonna work. shit out of it with the sneakers. I mean, seems legit. Until <laughs> uh, he looks down, the vengeance, the vengeance craving alien is right on his ass. So Alex then zip lines down from the top of the building. Hey, he's overcome his fears. Tango and cash style. Tango Nothing cash. but his belt. <laughs> Tango and cash style. Uh, but hey aren't all these kids overcoming their fears yes character growth he did it and he scampers back inside where he's gobbled up uh, well he's not gobbled up he's almost gobbled up by an alien as Zenzen then makes her way back upstairs after narrowly escaping another alien dog the general is giving Gabriel the numeric code to unlock the launch keys for a Excalibur uh oh But, Tut, as we know, he has a hard time with numbers. So Darius... Numberlexia. Darius somehow comes to and writes down the numbers to help... In his own blood. In his own blood. (laughs) In his own blood, I like that. To help uh, Gabriel do it. I was (sighs) really hoping Darius would have made a comment... Jesus, dumbass, I wrote it down for you. So, Gabriel and Zen Zen are then able to turn the keys at the same time and launch Excalibur to blast the alien mothership to pieces out into space. Yay! Well, the pissed off alien is still chasing Alex around up there. So he goes up a few more floors of the JPL building and he sets the alien on fire with a flare gun. Burying into bits. And all of a um, sudden... His
2: not quite accurate. He turns on a jet engine and then he shoots the flare gun into the jet engine. The jet engine exhaust
1: burns into bits. Watching all those TV screens, he learned a few things. <laughs> but... All of a sudden, as the place is engulfed in flames, his dead dad appears in the smoke and talks him through it. And he's able to escape the burning wreckage where he rejoins his ecstatic friends.
2: Well, alright, so... Thanks, dead dad. No, let's give dead dad his due. The dead dad is dead because in the house fire, he was trying to save Alex... And Alex was, like, cowering in the corner, wouldn't come to the dead dad, dead. and then the house fell on dead dad. Dead dad. So, basically, Alex
1: killed, killed his dead, father. He killed his dead dad. Right. Okay. So, maybe I was a little harsh on dead dads earlier. You were, you were very harsh on dead what dad. Was that? You were. You were. Because dead dad actually wouldn't be dead if it weren't for Alex. That's right. If Alex would have jumped earlier, he'd have his dad. That's Correct. right. Fuck Alex. Kind of, kind of yeah. killed your dad. You kind of well, did. Well, Alex was carrying that guilt around with him. Which yeah, he, he killed be. his
2: dad.
1: According <laughs> to you guys, he killed he, his dad. He did. He did. Which is weird that his mom was so, like, encouraging and, like, Alex killed her husband. Well, I mean, come on. That's what you guys are saying. <laughs> you want to get tricky about it? Uh, I'm she still... should blame Alex for killing her husband.
2: I'm still processing. I we just all don't... get
1: one love of our life and Alex fucking killed him. No wonder she's in this shitty ass camp with shithead counselors. She sure. want to get rid of him. She sent him off to rim job of the world and it is what it is. All of a sudden, my theory makes sense. <laughs> she sent him here for a reason. You killed my fucking husband. Now Good want... luck on the zipline, asshole. <laughs> I want the zipline to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Fit on the roof. Whatever. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go drink white wine for two weeks while you're at this fucking place. That's what I got.
2: Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: We'll agree to disagree on uh, who's dead. Dads deserve to die, and all that. Uh, so anyway, he's able to. Alex is able to escape with the vision of his dead dad, and he rejoins his ecstatic friends, especially Zen Zen, as she thought she had lost him forever. The four friends look up in the sky as the alien mothership has exploded into a giant ring of flames. They did it. Dun 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 They delivered the Excalibur Protocol and killed the mothership. Cool. And how do we know they did it? Zen Zen kisses Alex. That's awesome. Dun 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 Alex is reunited with his mother. She somehow survived the slaughter of Los Angeles. That's great. We see the Queen of England knighting all the boys. Very cool. We then see CBS late night host James Corden
3: <laughs>
1: taking them for a drive with his carpool karaoke. So fucking lame. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. It's a nice little contemporary well, I pop Why subject the kids to me. that fucking mental extinguished
0: stupid Because
2: ass. Kate is very cool and when I talk I shout and it's very nice.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that at all.
2: Congratulations for saving that's the a, world. Now you got to hang out
1: with this stupid ass. It's very cool. Thank you for saving the world. Fuck him and fuck his stupid little carpool karaoke show. By the way, if I'm but like also, any, what that, about that? That's actually, you know what? That's actually accurate. What about the parents the only of people every that, other kid? That hey, was the, that? the only people that could actually like be like, oh, this is an honor are fucking kids who don't know anything. Well, we don't know. I mean, how many people were I actually left alive after the alien invasion? We got to save the world. We are going to hang on with this fucking retard. Maybe the only shows left were James, James Corden's <laughs> Carpool Karaoke. I mean, we don't know. Guess well, what? My, my Matt Cain in his house. If that's the case,
2: <laughs> 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 bullet well, in the head. Well, what about what about Gabriel's mom? Is she not alive? What about what about Darius's parents? We don't see any
1: that, of that. They get to hang out with that fucking dumbass in his car singing Britney Spears songs. Which, if I'm Zen Zen, I'm like... (gasps) By the way, we didn't cover it, but
2: Darius is named after uh, Prince of Persia, who was conquering the shit out of the Middle East.
1: Well, no, he was, as explained in the movie, the only person to defeat... Like I said, Alexander the, the Great. shit out of the Middle East. Well, he stopped Alexander the Great. Not but isn't
2: Darius the one who tried to invade Greece and then got stopped by
1: uh, uh, the Spartans? No, that was Xerxes. Okay, Xerxes. No more triples for this guy. <laughs> and no more anything for James Corbin. It's like the second time we talked about this jackass on the show. I hate this guy. <laughs> He's like the epitome of what's wrong with everything. I hate this fucking loser. And that's how we're going to toast these kids? Like, hey, thanks for killing the mothership. You get to ride around with this fucking well, idiot. Well, apparently McG only had budget to bring in Corbin. Corbin.
2: Corbin is contemporary, he's a night host, yeah. your only ho- your only other cho- choices are what, Fallon and Colbert and, I don't even know the other day. I would have
1: just done without all that shit and just had them like, I think the Queen of England knighting them is enough. It would have been cool
2: if Trump had a bunch of... Oh quarter pounders and big cheese do they the jump walking
1: in the White House and Trump's giving them fucking quarter pounders that's perfect that is perfect <laughs> that would have been awesome thanks for saving the, the galaxy it's beautiful guys. thank McDouble. you here's <laughs> your McDouble
2: what you saying it could happen because what
1: better way to reward anybody with a monumental challenge than a McDouble <laughs> a fucking quarter
3: pounder <laughs> Fucking.
1: Do we have any McDoubles now? I bet Aaron Rodgers would show up in the White House. Oh, fucking McDouble! Awesome.
2: No, even Aaron Rodgers. Even, even Rodgers probably. Say, Fuck little, this shit. He's
1: a little angry about P. I knew we'd get back to it. But there's also parades in their <laughs> honor. Yada yada yada. They did it. Whatever. The world saved. The end. It's the end of our movie. All right. Cool. Done. Do you guys uh, have any confidence in the Big Trouble in Little China remake with this no, guy in charge? No, not with McGee. not McGee, the writer. The writer? No. He had a couple good funny lines.
2: Man, it depends because I don't know how much of the writer stuff was changed by McGee. I mean, McGee is the creative <laughs> impetus. Do you guys talk about those? the
3: way?
1: Of, I don't know how much McC is influencing the.
2: Uh, <laughs> are
1: you, Are we on board with calling McC? No, no, we're not. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not comfortable at all with this no, guy I'm handling not. Big Trouble in Little China. No. I'm not. No. Comfortable with anybody except John Carpenter handling Big Trouble in Little China. I understand. There's some funny shit. Quick, quick, really quick, funny stuff. But that's not Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, but I
2: mean, just if you go I mean, if that's your bar to make Big Trouble funny, okay, but. <sighs> Big Trouble's
1: more than just funny laughs. It is. It's a world you're creating a world, and nowhere in this shit was I created a world. I was created a very blank canvas of the United States, blah and blah blah blah. And even the even the the
2: adolescent world that you were trying to create wasn't even an adolescent world. It was a 40-year-old world with all the pop references, the music, the the dialogue. It wasn't 14-year-olds in that deal. I just, man, I've got no confidence of him going into big trouble. Absolutely none. Agreed. Uh, Now, given that, I'll still go fucking see
1: that shit, but... Boys, uh, the Sandoro, how are you enjoying it?
3: It's not bad,
1: but I'm flavor-wise, leather I'm, and leather. Yeah, I, mean, I it's it, a leather ball. pretty much. It, that's, it's that's it's, that's it's it. one note right now. I have not detected anything else. I haven't either. Uh, it's got, it's got, like I said, pepper on the nose and leather yeah. on the draw, and that's it. Nothing, nothing else. Um, Concur. So we will uh, rate our initial cigar, the the showcase of the the show, The La Meridian, um, and put that up with the episode. Um, I thought it was a really nice episode as far as, um, boy, we gave Save the World Brewery a showcase to show off their talents.
2: Oh my god, outside of the purple one, the... uh which one is this? Hibiscus. The Mundy. Of oh, the Mundy. The the I wasn't a fan of the Mundy at all. The triple I love. What did
1: you, you you finally had a Mundy, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it was a little bit watery, a little bit bland, yes. a little bit uh I do mean, you really it, it had a good description, but I wasn't detecting half of it. I thought the the green label the what's that called? The, uh, uh, the green label is the humulus. Yes, humulus. The humulus. Humulus I, th- I thought I thought it was a lot stronger flavor-wise than the than its. I don't understand the difference between the Mundi and
2: the humulus, which were both billed as a Belgian pale ale, but yet they tasted totally different.
1: different. Yeah, I agree.
2: It was night and day the difference. Humulus the humulus had flavor. Two. Right.
1: Um, well, I mean, it, even it if can it, be brewed in the same style, but the recipe is obviously incredibly different.
2: Yeah, it, it so. was just, I mean, even taste profile was just completely different off of that. Uh, I like the Humulus. I thought it was a fine beer. Uh, the Precips, oh my God, I love that beer. The the Triple, I was just a fan of it from the get-go. Dude,
1: for, guy, for a guy like me who's not big on malt and spice... As opposed to hops and floral, mm-hmm. it gave me hops and spice, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was very good. I liked Most it. Most triples, I'm looking for that floral component. I'm looking, I'm looking for the right the the hops. Didn't give me any of that, but man, that malty spice combination, whatever they did to brew that, was so good. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan too. Uh, so the triple. Three thumbs Boom. up.
2: Thumbs up. Yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely. The uh, Humulus? No, the... Humulus. Humulus. Three, three thumbs, thumbs up. up. The purple one. Mundy. Three. Two Two uh, and a half thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, will we all give the Meridian uh, Cigar from Villager three thumbs up? Yeah, I'll go with three yes. thumbs up. A good price point. Uh, solid flavors, really good construction. The aroma was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We all like that. I have very much enjoyed it. Uh, the the follow up the Sandoro was not bad by no. means. I mean, but it just it it's it's one note. Yeah, it was a one note. I kind of compare it to. What's the, the
2: price point on that? By the oh, way. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, price point on that boy is nine dollars, eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine nine dollars. Um, eight fifty. Oh, you guys skin. are both close, so close. But I would compare this to the beers. That's not terrible. I would compare this cigar to tonight's beers.
3: Yeah.
1: Where the the green one. Uh, the humulus. The humulus yes. is the meridian. And uh, purple label. Mm. Is Monday. The Monday is the Sandoro. Yeah. I okay. It's following in that footsteps. It just couldn't keep up. It yep. just offered a lot less. and Yeah. Okay. All right. Tut, give us some links.
2: Okay. So uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at TNCCCast, I would highly suggest you follow us on Instagram, tncc_podcast. underscore podcast. If you want to join us on uh, YouTube, do uh, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. If you want to follow us on uh, Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. All right, now here's the cool thing. If you've got to do some cigar shopping, and you know you're going to spend about a hundred bucks, go to our uh, website, TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Click on the famous smoke shop banner. It instantly
1: activates the promo code,
2: which is TNCC20, and you'll get twenty bucks off of it. That's like twenty percent off, which is phenomenal. And guess what? You know, Father's Day is coming up. If you want to get your dad something, yeah. go to the uh, Amazon link that we got there. Click on that shit. Do your shopping from there. And then we'll get a little bit of kickback. It's not much. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not out of dime. But, yeah, Amazon's like, cool. TNCC referred you. We'll give TNCC a little bit of something to keep the lights
1: on. actually got a lot, a lot of traffic on that in the last month. Like yeah, we, we have. A little bit of kickback. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you
2: uh, I'm my friends Go to TNCC, you fuckers
1: Thank you, uh, Tut, for being so aggressive with your friends uh, Nice, I like it Go to TNCC, you fuckers For once he's being aggressive with friends other than us I know um, So yeah um, good, good show, boys Good show uh, Well, we'll be here in two weeks for another one our March to 100. March to 100. I'm excited to see what we're doing for 100. Now I guess you gotta start thinking about that. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, boys and girls, for joining us. I hope it was as fun for you listening as it was for us talking about it. I always... I think I get a movie. I think I understood it. But then we talk about it, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of shit I didn't really... I didn't really think about it until we talked about it. So, that's what we do. We dissect, we tear it apart, rip it apart, and all of a sudden, I have a completely different perspective on this movie than I did three hours ago. That's awesome. So, I hope you did too. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Sayonara, motherfuckers. See you next time. To learn more about the time I stopped a potentially catastrophic alien invasion by dropping trowel and introducing our extraterrestrial visitors to what the average white man genitalia looks like in an effort to scare them away like it worked on so many Ball State University co-eds back in the 90s, please read my hard-to-find short story, because the man doesn't want you to read it, entitled Independence Wiener. Four and a half is still a half an inch more than you E.T. fuckers are bringing to the table by Matt A. Cade. Am I a hero? Well, that's not for me to say. But I am, and you know it. And, it should be noted, it was extra cold outside that day, so that must also be factored into the story. You judgmental bastards. why do I share these things? Uh, In the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit VillagerCigars.com and SaveTheWorldBrewing.com.
0: For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit obriensimple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying, until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well.